ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Pocket Knockers podcast. Yeah. Now, top left, we have Mr. Lucan, Zombie Workshop. You know him from Twitter. Hello, listeners. You can't see the top left. He, yes, sorry, He's he just looks like a generic white Caucasian. Slight ginger tints in the beard and hair. Uh, generic know, as folk. Generic as folk. Now then, uh, Lucan is uh, a collector of Transformer toys specifically. Likes 80s shit. He also loves zombies. And what he does more than anything is art. Uh, so if you guys know a little channel called Retro Sesh, You'll know that the banner is made by him. <laughs> What's the matter with what? you now? Just because I just I was I was thinking of like a reference. I was gonna ask you to bring like your like a piece of art up, maybe so you could show it. But I was like, oh, I can't do that. Like people, and then I was like, oh, we've got art by you. Let's just plug me again. <laughs> Fuck's sake! Why am I like this? Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I was going to try and find a piece of art for those with the, uh, you know, visual capacity uh, to see. But yeah, you're just going to have to take it. Take it? You're um, going to have to take it for from people, us. For people, watching, for people watching, we have some artwork on screen now. <laughs> there we go. Oh, fuck. I did no, that. why am I doing this? It's there. But not, not that one. Swap it. That's the one I did. Yeah, there we go. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd love to have done that. That. Yeah, that. I'd love to have done that. And also for people people listening, no one here has any sense of direction. No. That's IRL. Earl. Now then, this is the Pocket Knockers, and on the Pocket Knockers, we knock pockets. We are going to start off with a good movie today. We are doing movies, everyone. And we have got... Rather like we did in the games one last month, this time we are going to be choosing ten of our each... (laughs) Ten each of our... Fuck off. What is this sentence? We are going to be choosing ten films that we bloody love, all right? Then we're going to be picking one of them using the magical wheel that Ed has done. Then we're going to choose one shit fucking film, and we're going to have to try and say why it's the shittest film. And then... Lucan has managed to uh, wrangle some of his classics together. I think we can uh, safely say that Ed and I have never seen any of them. Um, And uh, we're going to have to try and kind of pretend that we've seen the film before and we love it. Uh, uh, To be honest, I think Third Round is always my favourite one. I'm also terrible at it, Uh, but it's just fun. (laughs) Quick check. Are Are we doing a minute's research just before we go into it? five minutes. We did a five five minutes. minutes research. Okay. So it's all about your blagging skills for the third round. Yeah, shall blagging we, shall, skills on the third round. Shall we come clean to the listeners now about um, our podcast? Yes. yes, yes, okay. Shall I do it? It's not my fault. Yes, you go ahead. Yes. Uh, okay. So um, we have done fault. this already. It is, yeah. We did this already with Lucan. Um, and unfortunately, uh, the audio is absolute gas. Um, and also, I've noticed it, it stars... Bo Diddley. I've done Did this it. fucking wrong. <sighs> Why have you done this wrong? I forgot we're supposed to lie. You're supposed to lie? Yeah, Ed's never heard of any of these people. He's just looked at them and pretending he knows. I know, I know who Bo Diddley is, and I know who <laughs> Thomas Dolby is. Yeah. 
Do you remember him from his one hit single? Like before you Googled? Yeah, I'd it. It's, it's come up in my. Oh, as soon as I saw Thomas Dolby, I went, oh, is it that Thomas Dolby? And I, I know, I know, I know. I could, I could have just made so much more of this, and I didn't. It was my fault. I had my mic turned up too loud, and these two were clipping and stuff all over the place as well. Uh, so that was pretty much unusable. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're having to re record it. It was top tier comedy gold. It was so good, and, and now it's now it's wasted. But never mind. Uh, tell you what, if, if we uh, manage, also a, decided if we what? manage a year of podcasting, we might release it. <laughs> I hope a, a, my, a, my definition of top tier now. <laughs> all our dedicated listeners, all three of us. Well, this is here right now. This is this is definitely the last one then. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, yes, it's going to be fun and dandy. Ed, you want to get your wheel out for the lads? Let's find okay. out what that first movie is. We're starting with Seamers. a mic. Go on. No, no, no. I went first in the games one, so you go first. Okay, nice. I like it. Right. Oh, click to tick, spin. Tick, look tick, at the tick, res tick, on that bloody... Tick, tick, look tick. at the resolution on that. That's beautiful, Ed. I thought he was going to do a rundown of what films are Ooh. on there. Ring. Ring. As, in, as in Ringu. Ring. Yes, we will be going for Ringu. I may touch upon the US version. Oh, okay. Right. So we're going with the original. Yeah, cool. Okay. Just to clarify, that's the film where the little bitch comes out of the TV, right? That's the one, yep. Good. <laughs> Thanks for clearing that one up, Michael. Right. <laughs> she Michael's, has a knobhead, though. Michael's Wheel of Ten Films. We will spin it. Go on. And see wheel me happy. Turns up. Probably shouldn't read those ones out because it's mostly bombs. Oh, oh, (laughs) Moonraker. (laughs) And is is anyone surprised? So when when we had to do the first recording of this podcast with Luke and um, Mike went through a thoroughly detailed uh, description (laughs) of the intro to his... uh, Which one was it? View to a Kill? Yeah, it was a View to a Kill. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Detailed description of View to a Kill. Yeah. Five minutes into it, he went, oh, fuck, I am telling you about the wrong film. Uh, It's not completely the wrong film. I just mixed the two up a bit. Mixed elements (laughs) from each film into into one film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Into the ultimate bond In my fairness, though, it was a really good film that I made up. (laughs) So in case anyone didn't listen listen to the first episode uh, of our podcast, uh, Lucan will be playing judge. He will be asking questions, uh, making sure that uh, we all stay in line. Uh, more importantly, whether he has seen these films or not, he will remain completely impartial. It is all down to how Michael and myself will be selling the film. Exactly. We are going to be like car salesmen trying to sell films that are cars. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'd like to say that Moonraker is the Rolls Royce of cars. (laughs) (laughs) Goldeneye is definitely more of a Volvo. (laughs) It's more of a Ford Capri, I'll have you now. It looks like it should be good, but it's cheap as shit. (laughs) Cheap as shit. Don't fuck it up, 007. Was that that an impromptu Sean there? (laughs) Now listen here, 007. Don't be a dick. (laughs) Edward, tell us about your ring. Right. My ring. So ring. www.edsring.com as Luke had already mentioned it, uh, a, a Japanese Ringu, I believe. Um, 
It is based upon a book by Koji Suzuki, I believe it was, um, and I'm trying to remember the name of the the director. I think it was Hideo Nakata uh, directed Ring. Uh, it was the reason it is on my list is because it was probably one of the very few films ever to completely shit me up. Um, back in the are you hmm? just just for the people at home? Are you looking to the top right because that's where you've got all the names written down on your TV? No, no, it's my thing. It's it's the, it's the thinking side of my brain. <laughs> I've just got more plastic in front thing. of me. Like, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thinking side of your brain. Not everyone else's. I'm really worried that, that, that the, the fact that I said the director's name because I'm I, I think it's that that that's who it is. I'm bloody hope it. No, is you're now. bang on. That is the director. Yes, yeah, Hideo Nakata. Hideo Nakata. So, um, yeah. yeah, so back in the, um, what shall I say, uh, shares our days, um, I may Do you have, believe in love after love? My, my, my dad was on holiday and he asked me to look after the house. So I did with several cans of beer and, uh, and his uh, broadband connection. <laughs> so I decided to download a couple of films. Do you remember this was, uh, it was back in the time when, do you remember downloading a film and it would be like, um, always in two parts? It was that long ago. So you'd have to download the first part and the second part. So the second part downloaded first. I thought, well, I'll just check it's the right film, scan across it. And my cursor clicked right towards the end, just as, well, people who have already seen it, if they haven't, don't listen. But just as, you know, she starts crawling out Spoilers the well. Spoilers for a decade old film, at least. Just, just yeah. crawling out of the well. And I absolutely cacked myself. And I think I was, I was 17 at the time. And I shat myself. But, um, <laughs> now, just uh, to clarify, when yeah. it talks about uh, downloading, uh, he is talking about downloading from a reputable source that he paid Correct. for that had licensing Correct. to do so. I'm sorry, no, now, what, what I actually, actually meant was um, a friend of mine, who I don't know anymore, who's <laughs> since changed their name and lives in a different country, I was young, I was stupid, and I don't download content illegally anymore. Um, but yeah, the, it was the first... Um, right, uh, so yeah, it was the first film to actually genuinely scare me, and it, it took me down the route of J-horror, uh, which also there was um, things like, well, Ring 2 was brilliant, uh, The Grudge, uh, Juwan, uh, they, they're just... It was just J-horror. I just found it was a genre that actually scares the living shit out of me. To one point, I had a friend of mine once. Uh, uh, me and a, a bunch of other friends were waiting outside the house. Like, you know, let's go out. Come, you, he's coming out to play or whatever. And they decided to, they had long black hair and they found a white gown and they threw their hair forwards in front of them and started walking down, staggering down the stairs. I shat myself and ran up the road. Genuinely. So what you're saying is you're you're scared of long-haired, tiny Japanese girls. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, just checking. <laughs> yeah, seems, seems appropriate. Could be worse. Right. Uh, tell, talk me through uh, the the uh, the actual. What, like... Does Luke not even have a job here? I was going to say. <laughs> oh, sorry. Is it not my thing to do. He's good anymore? at this. No, he's good yeah, at this. Okay. He, he like he like he likes to think he's in charge. I've just no. I just got questions I want to ask, but I can't ask him. Luke, and oh, ask I'm him what sorry. the fucking plot's about. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank, thanks, thanks, boss. Uh, Ed, what, what's the? What would you sum up the plot as? As the ring as? <laughs> For as the, the ring as. as, as uh, tell us about your ring. <laughs> I'll tell you all about my ring. So it's um, the, the the plot is based. It's set around um, 
like uh, these these set of old holiday houses and uh, in the one of these holiday houses uh, there's a set of video video cassettes and I think it was originally like a group of teenagers. They went, they went away, and they they decided to. Uh, to I think they went to record something, but they they picked up this tape. They put it on, and it was about a minute's worth of just random images and sounds. Uh, it was quite eerie. Um, but after as soon as they get that, then um, they find out that they've got um, seven days left to live. And it's, it it comes down to the point of this uh, reporter she finds the cassette and then then she figures it out so then it's a case of her trying to figure out how she should stay alive but then also her son watches the tape fucking idiot and so it's more more race against that as well so it's just trying to establish where this 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 videotape came from and and how to lift this curse um a lot of it is based on uh suspense um that there, you know, it, it it does build up at the end, but it's it's more it's more about the atmosphere and the tension, and suspense throughout it, really. Uh, I know I, I wasn't gonna, I know this is more about the Japanese version, but it was remade by uh, Gore Verbinski in uh, for the American with with the brilliant Hans Zimmer doing the music for it, and he did a fantastic job. Uh, but uh, that was a lot more imagery. But lots of people always go, well, you know, it's not as good as the Japanese, but I honestly rate them the same for different reasons. Um, it's one of the very few remakes I actually like. Uh, so both are very good. But um, if people want to go for the authentic version, always, you know, definitely watch the Japanese version first. But don't don't be don't be scared away by the American version, because it is that good a film. You can't even get the remake wrong. Getting you back to the plot. How did oh, yeah. it end? How did it end? Yes, how does it end? You want we, we me did to say plot, not synopsis. Okay, so you want me to tell you how it ended? Right, okay. Yeah, you're supposed to be selling the film. Okay, fair Best enough. Part so, of the film is how right, it fair, ends. Uh, so what happened is they, they find out that this video was created by a, uh, a, a a girl with telekinetic powers or psychic powers, and she created this videotape that, that caused the curse. Um, they found out that because um, her father thought that uh, she was dangerous, her father threw her into a well this well ended up being built on top of the the one of this 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 holiday home that uh, the, the these teenagers were watching the video in so they they figured it out where the well was and um they they end up with the woman the, the main character the main the main one in the film she goes down there to try and f- try and figure it out and they find the remains so they rescue the remains and they think oh brilliant the curse has been lifted it's great everyone's happy but um the uh that the father, uh, he he then, well, they figure out what it, the reason why that she survived and why the son survived. The reason, well, she survived, sorry, is because she actually recorded a copy of the film. And that's what lifted, that's what actually lifts the curse. But she gave the copy to her, her father, uh, the son's father. So the son's father then... Well, he, he, he didn't make a copy, so at the end of it, the, the, he's just he's in his room and then the TV suddenly turns on and it's a picture of the well that they found the girl in. But then the girl crawls out of this well in in the video, but then she comes out of the TV and it's basically her image appears outside of the TV and she looks at you and you, you, it's just, it's like sheer terror. It's like, that's, that's what you die of, sheer terror. Cool. 
So this is this is so yeah. Just to sum that up, then scary girl comes out of a well. Uh, if you watch a video, she'll come and get you within seven days. Yeah, and murder your eyes, you. Yes. Uh, and by the end of it, they they thought they could lift the curse by because uh, I'm, I'm I'm playing it by your words, not what I know. So by the end of the film, she uh, they're trying to rescue the corpse. To uh, end the curse, it turns out that isn't the end of the curse. The end of the way to end the curse is to pass on a copy of the video, basically dooming someone else to death. Yeah, that's right. They're still trying to figure out what happened, so they go to the source of where they watch the video, and that's when they find the well. Yeah. Cool. So I think I think I've, I understand the plot of it and its relevance to yourself, Ed. Okay. Moving on to Mike, sir. You all right? Please tell us about. You all right? <laughs> What's behind Goldeneye then? Well, Why have you picked Goldeneye as your I, film? I haven't. It's Moonraker. No, oh, yeah, it's Moonraker. <laughs> Sorry, we've been talking about Goldeneye and three copies of it, and it come up and it came on the wheel earlier. Yeah, so, no. yeah. Moonraker. <laughs> Moonraker. Now, uh, Moonraker is uh, one of those films that is obviously all James Bond films have their own sort of little theme if you like um and this one is space um and because of that uh, it's well fucking amazing it's just absolutely insane of course all James Bond films have an immense budget um and uh, this one is no exception they have uh, mostly real sets in this film Obviously, it was quite primitive um, technology with regards to editing, green screening stuff. So they actually build sound stages and everything like that of space stations inside um, the warehouse that they filmed it in. It's bloody good stuff. So, so what's the what's its importance to yourself? Importance to my, oh, sorry, that was the question, wasn't it? Yes. Importance to myself. Uh, this was the second James Bond film I ever watched. Uh, when I was a little, little young boy, uh, my dad used to have videotapes of these um, that he would not record from the television and play back at a later date. Um, that would be illegal. Why are you whispering that into Ed's ear? <laughs> it's actually whispering it into the microphone okay. so that so that the, the listeners can hear my whispers. Hello, hello, everyone. You're right. Um, so, yes, um, as a very young boy watching this, uh, this one and A View to a Kill, actually, uh, were two of the ones that I uh, watched, like, kind of against each other. Because this was before um, I watched Piers Brosnan, which is now my favourite James Bond. Um, but these two are the ones that I, I take as Genesis, even though, of course, everyone that knows James Bond knows that Sean Connery, rest in peace, um is genesis with regards to james bond uh these two films i swapped over moonraker was the second one i ever watched and it's just always stuck in my head i think because it separates itself from not only being a james bond movie but also other action movies of that time as well you got like of course star wars and things like that which you kind of prepare yourself for well, space uh, and that sort of thing. But with a James Bond movie, you put it in, you're transported to what? Whoa, is this a James Bond film? This is mental. And they pulled it off and it really worked really well. Um, and because of that, you know, it, it was good. I can only just imagine the look on uh, their faces when, the, like, the, the guy who came up, well, actually, I say the guy who came up with the story, but it would have been uh, Broccoli, wouldn't it? Who, who wrote the Ian Fleming, sorry. Mm -hmm. Broccoli, Broccoli was the director of the early ones. Is that producer. Right? Albert R. Broccoli, he produced the majority of the James Bond films. It was the Doctor No was directed by Terence Young. Uh, 
he directed that one as well as From Russia With Love and Thunderball. So Terence Young was go. the person to start directing them. Yeah, and you can also tell, for those who do know James Bond, uh, that Lewis Gilbert uh, directed Moonraker, and he also did The Spy Love Me and You Only Live Twice. So, like, you can always tell, like, like they have that same sort mm-hmm. of ilk, you know? Like, they all, they all come from the same vein, you can tell. Um, so go on, then. Let's... <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, so um, I can only imagine the look on their faces when they're like, shit, we've got to do this fucking book now. How the hell are we going <laughs> to do yeah. that? Um, pretty insane um, but no they did it very well that's why it's in my heart side note there was something called Double O Heaven um, which was on the television and that was yet again when I was very young and me and my dad used to stay up late which of course back then was probably about 10pm uh, mm-hmm. was when the film would finish but every day they would back to back play uh, a James Bond movie every evening so like every 8pm okay. every night they would watch one they called it Double O Heaven they used to do it every year and me and my dad used to do it all the time and it was really like a ritual for us um good stuff and roger moore sort of those that series sticks with me it's good take us through the plot of uh, of moonmaker as if i'd never seen it before as if you'd never seen it before i have never seen it before so plot um basically there's this guy called hugo drax absolute tosser uh he's a, a very rich Think Elon Musk, all right? <laughs> Think Elon Musk. He's a very rich Elon Musk. Got yeah, <laughs> yeah, like he's. To be honest, I think in the film he's played to be a lot richer than Elon Musk. Um, he's got um a machine that he can use to hijack space shuttles, so it encapsulates them and pulls them out of space. And because his what he wants to do is he wants to build, or sorry, is in the process of building a a space station in which he can uh, have the cream of the crop humans. He wants to have perfect, Hitler-y, actually. He wants to have just the right, good-looking people. They're fit, they're athletic, they're healthy. They, you know, and he wants them to breed and have a civilization just of beautiful, nice, blonde-haired, blue-eyed people. Now, um, in order to do this, he needs space shuttles. And even though this man is very wealthy, he cannot develop his own space shuttles. That would be insane. So he just steals the other ones, basically. He ends up with four space shuttles. Obviously, they steal uh, Britain's space shuttle because we have a space shuttle, guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we've got that space division. Um, but yeah. Uh, they, they, one, they, isn't it? <laughs> they, they, I think they've already stolen the Russian one at the beginning of the film. We don't care about that. Russian, they can get their space shuttle stolen. We don't care. Then then Hugo comes after ours. The old red phone goes off. Oi, 007, what are you up to, boy? We got our bloody space shuttle gone off over here. Oh, all right then. Oh, oh Emma, I best come over and get it in, didn't I? 007 comes in. Can you do that James he... Bond voice again for me, please? Oh, hello. You all right? <laughs> Thank you. Spawn, James Bond, shaking not oh, stirred and all that. Oh, shaking not stirred, yeah. Has anyone got a mug flurry? I think your Bond films are a little different to the ones I've seen. I'd love to but... see a James Bond in a bloody Macca's. That would be great. Frank, Frank, no, I'm just thinking of the Frank Spencer it's and James Bond. Bonds at the minute. <laughs> it's, it's Bond, not Kingsman. Although Kingsman does have a similar plot. Carry on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this was like... Many years before. Yes, many years ago. 70, 
nine or was it eight? Um, <laughs> carry on. Facts is facts. Focus. Okay, right. One story. Um, what? So Bring he's got his, he's got his four shuttles. He is he's uh, yeah. They've stolen Russia's uh, space shuttle. Then they're stealing. That's right. They they call James Bond in because they've got ours now. He uh, goes undercover as uh, you know a fella who is an investor because of course as aforementioned. Just like Elon Musk, he has many companies, so on and so forth. He has to mingle, so he goes to you know goes to meet him, um, and they have a lovely you know exchange of kind of like a sort of hello. Like he almost like he knows that he's an agent or a bit weird, and he's just but he still wants money, so he's like going for it. I don't know. It's a bit of a weird interaction, but it's golden, and they all have like this sort of because I think it's just the seventies sort of stuff. That kind of acting was different then. It was good. So uh, he then, whilst in his house, he leave uh, Drax leaves 007 unattended. He goes downstairs in the house. There's a laboratory in the basement of his house. Why on earth would you want a lab in your house? Not a Labrador, a laboratory. Because laboratory. he's got a, <laughs> a laboratory. Laboratory. No, because Dexter's laboratory. It says laboratory. Laboratory. Mind you, though, he does also say DD, so you know, maybe not the best thing to go on. Skip so, the end. <laughs> um, he's got a lab in the bottom of his house. It's because, um, oh, by the way, the door code is. Doo, 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 doo. Oh, nice um, touch. I'll, I'll, I'll be you. asking about secrets and, and best things later. Let's get the plot out. I know. You're being told. He's out in like two minutes. Okay. Right. Uh, there's a nerve gas. Basically, uh, Hugo Drax wants to take those people, take them to the space station. They all fuck each other and make loads of people. And at the same time, he's going to throw said nerve gas at the Earth and wipe out Earth. And then, once Earth, if they're all dead uh, and rotting, uh, he can come back down, clean it all up with his nice new fancy people and repopulate the Earth and have a nice, lovely life, probably with Teslas and stuff. So how how, do, how does Bond stop this? How do, where's the? Oh, you said you didn't want details. No, I said I wanted the plot though. <laughs> You've just given me the bad guy's plan. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not the plot of it? So, Double uh, O Seven, he gets in with him, right? And they're like chums at this point, actually. And he says, "Oh, you know what? Actually, Mister James Bond, you aren't half great. You should come on, join my civilization of awesome people." So that's how 007 gets on the space station. When he's in there, he just fucks shit up. I will also say, as well, this one has Jaws in it. Uh, not the shark. Uh, Jaws is in the big fucking massive man uh, with metal teeth. Um, you cannot go without mentioning him. He is great. Um, and, um, yeah, he fucks shit up and then kills Drax by putting him in a garbage disposal thing. Like, but he puts him in it and it goes, and he goes, and he just flies out the side of the space station. Is the guy you play, was the guy who plays Jaws, is that the same guy that was in Happy Gilmore? I have yes. not seen Happy Gilmore. It is, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I have not seen Happy Gilmore either, but yes. I, I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I love Happy Gilmore. So, right. Anyway, continue. No, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, you've got the plot now, right? Don't continue. Pretty much. So, so, yeah. there's, 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 so what I've got there was there's a bad guy who wants to take a load of people, the prettiest people, onto a satellite yeah. uh, and breed them all so that he can have his own ultra race. Then he's going to gas everyone else on Earth and take over it with his new pretty people. Unfortunately, they stole a British satellite 
Bond gets sent up and he's all like, hey, buddy. And he's all like, hey, buddy, come on my spaceship. And then he's like, yeah. And then he gets there and he fucks you up. And Jaws okay. is there. Uh, That's what I've picked up. The, the only, you got it. But Sweet. apart from one thing, they didn't steal a satellite. It's not a satellite. I didn't mention, I didn't say the word satellite. Sorry, rocket. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, rocket. Uh, and it's a space station that they go to that they're going to yeah. populate on. Um, but it's pretty cool. Like they've got like loads of like um, solenoids. That's all I need. Oh, right, that's okay. the plot. Right, that's okay. all I need. We've got plot from both films now. All right. He's a so bit cross today, it. isn't he? He's a grumpy man today. Oh, Grum- grumpy yeah. Lucan. I've, I've, I'm, I'm also, on the time limit on my invisible Oh, I thought watch. you were talking about me. <laughs> no, go on then. So, uh, Ed, tell us yes. what are the favourite bits of your film? Favourite scenes. Go on. Um, it has to be the... Um, the the that, that scene at the end where... Um, they they discover the curse hasn't been lifted. So then, that um, the 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 main male character in the film he uh, he, he get he gets killed. It's just when he, the, the look of sheer terror in his face when she crawls out the TV and then you just see her staring and then he's dead. It's it's as simple as that. It's it, it was just it just it still terrifies me. So that would be a big highlight for someone else. What would be what would someone find about that film? Or about this film, what would be the the selling point? Is it literally just the suspense and terror, or is there like good effects, or is there a, no? There's 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 roughly? no good effects to it. Um, it's it's actually genuinely quite quite a it's a very quiet film. It's 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 more of a more of a atmospheric definitely. Uh, it, it's the atmosphere and the tension of it. Um, so. What was the question? <laughs> so, so, so how, how what would be the selling point was what I was saying. So what would be the big thing that that if someone wanted to pick that over another a film about Japanese girls that has people, <laughs> what would be the one that you would sell it? Oh, it goes not to five in thirty eight seconds. Now what? Well, that was interesting. Um, <laughs> the, um, Why would someone choose this over Day of the Tentacle? I think it's just, I think it, 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 it defines uh, a lot of Japanese horror. Uh, it, it, it was what impacted a lot of um, Western horror films as well. It's, it's a case of, you really have to see it to see what, how it's done. Uh, how it all started. It's it's a case of it's 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 a lot of build up, and it's it is all for a big reveal at the end. Uh, so it it is a twist, and then the scary part is at the end, definitely. Uh, but that that is where a lot of um, horror throughout, I would say, two thousand and two, two thousand and three, up to maybe two thousand and ten at least uh, in Western uh, movie. Uh, movie history uh for, for horror i think that's where a lot of it came from even even japanese uh, films they started to rinse and repeat it i mean ring it ended with a trilogy but i think it was in and remakes i think there was one in korea called ring spiral as well which was attempted sequel upon um the, the ring films um it just yeah it, it, it was a it was a cultural phenomenon so uh uh, uh mike <laughs> Yeah, would you like that's to take, name. Would you like to take us through uh, what uh, take us through some of your favourite scenes from uh, Moonraker? And this is okay. Goldeneye again. I had to think. <laughs> okay, so as with every James Bond film, uh, uh, a lot of people and myself adore Q. 
um, and the gadgets and such like. The highlights, there's there's two highlight gadgets uh, in this one. One is like a, a like a bracelet, but if you do this, it's definitely not Spider-Man. But if you do that, it, it fires like a dart. And he's got like different darts, some of them explosive. I think there's poison ones, things like that. So it's just pretty cool. Um, and the way that 007 obviously tests it is really short of, you know, like 007. Now listen here, 007, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's explaining him through it. And then he just goes, all right, I'll have a go then. And just <laughs> fires the dart into, that, into a horse, I think. Into a that horse's was one of the. I remember around it, that era when it was like, I'm sure it was around the area where whenever they, we went to Q, Q's lab for the tests, it almost felt mm. a bit, it almost felt a bit uh, like naked gun-esque in the background sometimes yeah yeah, it, yeah. yeah they, they 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 had a laugh with it that was good yeah yeah and there's um i mean yeah yeah we'll leave it there but the the there's so many good cue scenes throughout the i want to just youtube cue scenes right now and just watch them <laughs> um so yeah that's the there's that's one of them the dart bracelet thing the other one is essentially just a remote control car with a camera on it but uh, it was in 1979, so it was quite advanced for them to be having like cinema, like film coming over no wires, you know. Um, so, so basically, so, back then, Q was the AliExpress of the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, as far as I can remember, 007 uses this only to go into a bathroom and look at a girl undress. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which takes me to my second favourite seat now. <laughs> um, uh, so there's that. That's yeah. You've got to have the Q bits in there. Um, but uh, apart from that, um, there's there's something called the centrifuge. Do either of you know what a centrifuge is? It's a pretty thing in the middle, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically, it's what uh, you would sit in if you were training to go into space. Uh, it spins you around uh, like a little pod with a big arm coming out of it and it just literally hurls you around uh in a in a massive room um and um uh, you know roger moore's in there all braced in with his straps and everything sat back and um the uh the person up in the control room is and you know He's what? Moving. He's moving. He's getting faster. That sounds like one of them grown pipes you used to get at fairs. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Grown pipes. Can we we call grown pipes, weren't they? I don't know. Can we I just take a We're having a serious discussion here. I'm sure they were called bro- grown pipes. Bro, bro <laughs> crimes. My, my dick's a grown pipe. Now then. Um, in this, in this thing. Where um, you two have just gone bow, bow, with hand gestures and all things. And, and podcasts, remember, guys. Description. I know. I was about words. to explain it. And then we went on to grown piping. He, All I mean by going is he makes it go faster. Yes. But it sounds, it's electrical sounding. Anyway, um, you, the person's there doing it very slowly, gently, and so on and so forth. But then they get called away. Why would they get called away? There's literally someone in a centrifuge. But the bad guys come in. And they just wang it up. So Pink Panther comes in, cool. <laughs> Wangs it up. He doesn't care. He wants to kill 007. And uh, tries to, you know, kill him by making him, you know... <laughs> tries to kill him by fucking making it go 007's in his capsule whoa there this is bloody quick and he's going all faint he's gonna pass out oh no 007 that's not the same James Bond that was there a minute ago he's gonna go fuck 
No, he's not going to go, everyone. He's not going anywhere. He's wearing his fucking bracelet. Bam! <laughs> Did it peak? No, it didn't. Uh, <laughs> Are you trying he, to make it peak? He, he shoots the dashboard of the pod thing and it slowly slows down and then the person runs out very, you know, apologetic. Uh, but that, that fucking, scene is amazing. He's fucking Good. killing me, Jesus. <laughs> I, I wish. Bam! <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the way that your bun's way cooler than the actual bun. Buns are like, I'm very suave. I'm just going I to don't wear flares. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's uh, one of the that's probably my favourite scene. Actually, and I hesitate the cent- to ask, the centrifuge. But what would be the the selling points? As I said with Ed, what would be the big selling points of the film that you, you would would advertise it to, to as opposed to the other Bond films? Well, as mentioned in the intro, if you like, if that's yeah. what we're calling it. That's the selling point. Obviously, a James Bond film, quite a lot of the time, they just get very, very massive amounts of money in in box office hits and stuff like that because they're James Bond films. They are some of the best action movies put together um, with some of the best people in the business, with some of the highest budgets. um, And this one was the first one to be set in space. It was it it was a bit of an event at the time, and it was cashing on the bond, uh, on the Star Wars craze. That was exactly hundred percent. Yeah, there's no shame in his game. He, he's going to space. Yeah, take that Obi Wan. It's you Bond in wanker. space, which is ironic because usually when any other film goes to space, it's usually a shit thing, like is Leprechaun it? in space, Leprechaun Jason is... in space. I, I Jason. Oh, you, oh my god, you just reminded me. Jason in space is a thing. Yeah. I've not seen it. Is it any good? Uh, Jason I X. I can't shake my head enough. Was it Jason X? <laughs> Sorry? Sorry? Was that Jason X? Yeah, it was X? Jason X. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. It wasn't literally Jason in space. But it, was, it might as well have been. <laughs> With Jason diamonds. In space. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, so, it, yeah, it, it was in space. Uh, that was the selling point for it. And yes, that was uh, very much of the 70s, wasn't it? Let's all go to space and have a laugh. Because Star Wars made billions, so let's do that. Um, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So moving on. Uh, so we've got the plots. We've got the the things. You wrote. The only thing you haven't really told me about is like some star power. Let's hear what would what would bring people if they're after some star power, some actors, some actresses, some, some star I, power. Could I start? Yeah, please do. Nobody. Okay, nobody. over to you, Mike. Is that is that a good or a bad thing? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so Roger Moore, of course, um, who actually, surprisingly, even though he's relatively a household name now, uh, he did Minder and you know a couple of other seventies sort of uh, cop dramas and things like that. Um, but um, he wasn't like a big movie star. I think this was some of his first work in the movie screen. Um, I mean, Richard Keel plays Jaws. Michael Lonsdale is Hugo Drax. Got to be honest, I don't know what else he is in. Uh, the Trial, Munich, uh, The Day of the Jackal, Of Gods and Men. Richard Keel, you asked me a question earlier about Jaws. You asked if he was the same guy who was in Happy Gilmore. Yes, it is. Yep. Uh, he's also entangled. Really? Yeah. That's a surprise. Uh, So, so, no, I think, yeah, I'm not going to lie, mate. It's not like, you know, some, you know, Tom Cruise is in it or something. They they sell it on Bond alone. And I was going to say, just just because Ed didn't say it, I was kind of trying to lead him that way. The fact that no one's in the the Japanese, no one famous that we know, at least in in, uh, Western cinema, 
uh, adds to the atmosphere because you kind of go in, it's more realistic because these look like normal people rather than the remake that had people we knew from other films. Yeah, not, I'm trying, not A-list, but, yeah. trying to remember a name. I can't remember a name for the life of me. Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts. And um, yes, she was in Tango. Davi Chase. Davi Chase played Samara Morgan, which was uh, the American version of Sadako. Davi mm. Chase was in uh, Donnie Darko. And I believe she was in the really oh, yes. hot, really awful direct-to-DVD sequel, S. Darko, as well. We don't talk about that one. Yeah. I'd just like to say <laughs> that Naomi Watts is fantastic. I invest. Yeah. Mulholland Drive as well, she was in, I think. Mulholland Drive. So Fabulous. I'll give you uh, two sentences to finally make your point bigger than the uh, bigger than your opponent. What is your film better than the, your opponent? So, Ed, why is your film better than Mike's? Uh, my film's better than Mike's because it had originality to it rather than yet another James Bond that attempted to jump the shark by going into space. Question, side question. Has Bond actually ever jumped the shark? As in no. literally Alligators. Okay, cool. Do we know, so where, the fra- do we know where the phrase jump the shark came from? I think Fonz. Happy yeah, days. Happy days, yeah. When they were losing ratings and they went, right, we've got to do anything. Let's have it. Anyway, that's a whole different thing. You can look that up on the internet, guys. <laughs> yeah, let's let's not, let's not be informative. Want, Fucking hell. <laughs> I don't want to be too nerd. <laughs> I could be here for everything. Anyway, um, so, uh, yeah, it's Mike. Well, what Ed thinks is a weakness of mine is actually the exact opposite of that. It is an absolute gem of a James Bond film. You know you're going to have a good time when you go to see a James Bond film. And, as aforementioned back in... Uh, notes, don't try and think of shit ones, Lucan. Stop it. Um, <laughs> naughty Lucan. Remain biased, Lucan. Remain biased. Yes. Okay, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, and uh, this one... Yeah, again, cashing in on the uh, the space franchise sort of franchise F- fad that was going on in the seventies, um, elevated it further. And I got to say, for a team that had never actually worked in that sort of scenario before, like building space sets and stuff like that, I, they fucking pulled it off, man. It's fucking good, really good. Cool. Well, let's take a second to deliberate, and then I'll give you my final answer. Yes. Edward, can I ask you a question about The Ring? I have not seen either. Okay. The only experience I have of The Ring is Scary Movie. Oh, Uh, God. You know what? I think it's it's number two. Uh, I think it's the second one. It's referenced in a few of them. Is it three? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, what I didn't understand, well, obviously I get the concept. There's a videotape, you watch the videotape, the phone rings, you're yeah. dead seven days later. Um, but what I didn't understand is like, what, what happens if no one watched it? <laughs> like, cause like if the, 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 someone watches the videotape, they die seven days later. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, wait, are you so trying to does, crush his argument it? by saying, how, what if no one watched the video? Then there won't be a film. That's the end of it, isn't it? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not just being a dick. I'm not. Okay. Just, uh, what about a Hugo Drax? Wasn't yeah, but alive? the thing is, what uh, what what the film had it. it... The film does kind of just it doesn't explain it, but it kind of captures it visually in quite a good way. Um, the, the book explained it a bit better, but it was more it right. it, 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 pull, it pulls an attraction towards the, the the cassette. I did, yeah. 
Yeah, I did. I think I think I remember from even the scary movie adaptation, if you can call it that, uh, that I remember like they they just glance at the videotape and they're like, Ooh, yeah, wonder what's on there. That's it. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. Rather than us going, oh, what's on there? And it's just murder she wrote for three hours. And there's, <laughs> oh, there's, that sounds amazing. An interesting Sit on part, my face, Angela Lansbury. Just, just before we move on, one of the interesting parts I found with the films, I think it was both films, um, they described about one of the one of the children, one of the children, one of the, the teenagers who originally watched the video, um, they, they died in a car crash. And obviously sometimes some people ask the question... But, you know, this is before video phones and such. She was like, you died in a fucking car crash. How, how the hell did she get him? But um, the, oh, book, right. the book, uh, originally, it was based off of reflections. So she could come out mm. from reflections, not 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 just the television. But, uh, ah, right. There we go. Okay, got it. So what about if she came out your wing, Murrow? It would be really small. I oh, know, that's it, yeah. <laughs> she would be tiny. <laughs> she comes out actual size. <laughs> It's either that or she just can't squeeze out. She's just yeah. she's got a little face pressing against yeah. the corner and just go, yeah. I really don't want <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or the opposite of that. Like nowadays, you've got like a hundred inch plasma. Like goes, <laughs> <"Whoa!"> <laughs> what about so you, Michael? She could try and come out your glasses, just pipe you in the eye, crawling out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unlike you, come out your closet, wouldn't she? <laughs> 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 Wait, what? Dare I ask? I don't know. know. He's got a reflective wardrobe, maybe. Probably not. Pure filth. (laughs) Reflective wardrobe. Right. Anyway. (laughs) So the one that has sold this film to myself this time is... Drumroll, please. Bing! Moonraker. Yeah! Gonna go with Moonraker. I did not think I was getting that. No, Purely because... He made the point, and it is a good one, that uh, you know what you're going to get with a Bond film. And you that's why you watch a Bond film. You get s- giant special effects. You get some crazy stunt. There's always a stunt scene that's going Yeah, like on. a practical stunt. Yeah. Uh, explosions, vehicles, gadgets, all sorts. So you know what you, you, you're going to get with those films. With The Ring, you didn't. And it put me off for ages watching that film. That shouldn't be biased in that sense. But, you know, for... For what it was, it was all hype, and no one would tell me anything about it. That made me want to watch it. Uh, you did kind of miss off the point that you get the phone call uh, uh, in the ring. You just said they die after seven days. But I think the phone call is the initiation, a really good point in that film. You get that phone call where she just goes, seven days. Ah, but she get they get the phone call in the original version, which I was talking about. They do get a phone call, but there's nothing on the end of the line. Seven days. The, the seven days bit was for the American version, so I didn't oh, bring it? that one in. Yeah. So it was just a phone. I'm sure, call. I've seen those. the phone rings. Maybe that's all that happened. Together. So I, left, man, I, yeah, I, I, just... I deliberately left that bit out just so I could say "fuck you, oh, yeah. Lucan." <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Ed. <laughs> you shot yourself in the foot there, really. Um, I'm still sticking. Now I'm definitely sticking with the break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, um, go back to the scary movie adaptation. You saying? <laughs> See, we have days. to. And you're like, what? What are you saying? <laughs> seven, seven, seven days, days yeah. bitch! <laughs> seven days, bitch! <laughs> yeah. It's bound to be. That, that's so silly, that's bound to be in the films. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, scary, scary movie, man. Good, because it's fucking shit. Okay. I, I like the first Is three, it time? the rest of horse shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I agree. Yeah. And now I, you can just watch screen movies, because they're basically now 
just parody scary movies. Mm. They're so like yeah. just making fun They've of themselves. They've become a parody of themselves. Like, yeah. Yeah, I fucking love it for Scream that. Scream is. Like, so Scream good. is supposed to, let's not get into that topic, but Scream is definitely a parody of slasher films in general. Mm. Even to begin go with. In. Sorry? Even the original. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You That's the whole point of it. It's all about knowing, come on, it tells you the rules whilst it's, whilst it's in one. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. It's yeah. very meta yeah. and it's, it's, it's kind of. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And then, of course, down. the whole end where they're just stabbing each other in the belly. Yeah. <laughs> And See, people actually get that up bit. For this one is when you're talking about here. scary movie. It's that bit where I, sometimes I actually can't remember which is scream and which is scary movie. You know, when they're stabbing each other in the mm. kitchen, I can't remember sometimes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Can woozy here, Matthew Lillard for the win. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, going back yeah. to so yeah, the, the thing was that yeah, Bond Bond films do have a giant impact. Moonraker is definitely a good one, even though, and I, I'm kind of disappointed you didn't point it out that this one was aimed at a younger audience to get them into it. Was it really? One. Yeah, well, that's it was that's why they played the comedy a bit more. Yeah. That's why Jaws was brought back, and he has a love romance in it. Yeah, he does. Uh, yeah, Dolly. Yeah, see, and that's all... the first time he talks as well. Yeah, well, so I mean, he's got this whole thing going on where they've because kids liked Jaws from the other film, they brought him back for this one specifically for that reason to kind of appeal to the well, kids. I, I did. That's, I didn't mention it because I didn't know. Giant nerd here. <laughs> I watch a lot of YouTube. <laughs> But yeah, uh, they, they, really they were they were, yeah. From from what I read, is they, they didn't want it. They were trying to trying something new deliberately to bring in more of an audience rather than it being yeah. yet another James Bond film. They were trying to push it, see how you know where they could go with James Bond. Yeah, and, uh, basically. Well, the other thing I really liked was your description of uh, Bond fucking shit up. So I just pictured some guy in a suit <laughs> kicking some walls and just fucking headbutting <laughs> everything as he's walking around. As soon as he's like, I'll fucking have that. <laughs> Got you, mate. <laughs> Proper doof. <laughs> right, guys, it's time for some shit films. For those of you who don't know, it's the exact opposite of what we just did. So we now have to pick two films. Well, one each. And uh, we now have to argue why ours is the worst film. Pretty straightforward, really. Ed, spin that wheel! Let's see the wheel. Here we go. Suspense. Tick, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest here. Uh, it's gonna be difficult for me because I think I've seen it one and a half times. I have only seen this film once, and I went fuck this shit. So no fuck bias shit, there. Nope, not, no, no biased. Let's. I'll take your at, words for it. Let's have a look at Mike's <laughs> filthy already, wheel. Oh, my, mine's mine's gonna be. Uh, fucking hell! I hope it's really do, shit because uh, you guys are already gonna say the fucking. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I've seen this once and I never want to see it again. It's Sausage Party. Fucking hell. Lucan, can we just say we both win and then move on? <laughs> 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 awful <laughs> fucking film. Now we've got to discuss. <laughs> okay then, Ed. <laughs> since you've been rejected, I mean, given the great film that has such historical significance and not totally forgettable, Blues Brothers 2000. Mm-hmm. Please tell me about Blues Brothers 2000. Not the plot, not the synopsis, just about the film in general. 
about the film in general, the film in general um, is a sequel to one of my favourite all-time films, Blues Brothers. Um, it's uh, unfortunately we all know that it doesn't it, it it doesn't star the late great John Belushi because he was dead. Um, so uh, it it starts with um, I know you don't want to go into it too much, but it, it starts off with um, with uh, Elwood. Uh, he, he comes out of prison and he stands around waiting for his brother to pick him up from prison. Doesn't turn up. Um, they find out it's because his brother's dead. Uh, so he then goes and into a another nightclub. And I, I can't remember if he's a cousin. I think he's a cousin, John Goodman's character. Uh, don't get me wrong. I, I like John Goodman. John, John Goodman's good. And yes, John Goodman, to an extent, he can also sing. Um but unfortunately, they tried to put him in Blues Brothers, and it all went fucking tits up. Um, this is one of the problems I always have with Dan Aykroyd. He just sometimes he doesn't know when to stop. He comes up with a couple of good ideas, and then he just rinses them. Um, they, I can't remember Don't what. Don't go it, into plot. Go on. <laughs> Don't go into plot. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, it goes to that, and then they meet some bloody voodoo priestess, and then they have a massive car chase, and there's yet another great big car pile up, and other things happen. It's lots of music, See? lots of lots of blue stars who are still alive. the The film is also in dedication to these the the the, the late uh, blue stars that were in the original film, which is a disgrace. Um, the end. Bag of shit okay. film. So, Mike, can we hear Hi there. The, the, the relevance and, and why you've choos- chosen this film? Okay, so um, I've chosen it because, uh, you know what, it's actually quite rare that I watch a film that is so bad that I'm just, like, it actually, I walk away feeling like I fucking wasted my time. You know, like, when somebody goes, oh, I want that time back, you know, I watched that video, I want my time back. I felt like that. I was like, literally, I could have watched a different film like that was shit. How did that go? Like, and it's got like you know some not big names, but you know like the SNL guys in it and things like that. You think those guys are funny? Like, it's got to be something in there, but it's nothing. It's fucking shit. And can I, I can I can I interject for one second? Sorry, um, I'd like to point out as well that Blues Brothers also um, originated from SNL. Yeah. Okay. All oh, right. Mm. I didn't know that actually. Blues Brothers is based on an SNL sketch. Yeah. Ah, was it called the Blues it's, just, it's the it, you, I think you meet you mix them up with the the new Brat Pack that is right. Seth Rogen and uh, and that crew. Yeah, got you. Okay, um, so yes, uh, that's that's why I picked this film. That's why it's on the list is because I remember it leaving that poor taste um, and like going through the film and watching it. Uh, do you want me to give you a vague plot, sorry? No, we'll do the plot afterwards. Do the plot afterwards. So um, I, I like, uh, you know, uh, toilet humour, and I like satiric jokes, and I like that sort of, the combination of that. And I like all of these humans that made this film. <laughs> I think they're all pretty cool. Um, but somehow they've managed to put it together in such a way that the gags feel forced and they're forced in engineered to be like as imagine like a toilet joke but it's your dad saying it and you're just like oh okay that's a bit weird stop it now it's okay it's okay like i'm sitting there i'm watching it with my girlfriend and she also 
likes the same sort of humor as I do. I mean, we would literally have lasted 10 seconds if she didn't. But like, we both <laughs> we were both just looking at each other like, yeah, all right, lay off. Like, can we just advance? And it's like, oh, you know, I'm a sausage and I need to be in a bun. Oh, isn't that like a penis in a thing? Ooh. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Did you just point out that this was a date movie for mm. you? No, I watched it with my uh, me and my partner. We watch films together quite frequently. Okay. Um, no, there's there's no popcorn or fucking ever. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying it would have. I'm surprised you're still with someone. <laughs> if that was your date, uh, fun I'd, fact: I'd... Deadpool was. <laughs> Deadpool was great. Yeah, very romantic. Mm, yeah, it was good. So, was there any uh, significance with what's go- what was going on at the time or anything like that? No, no, no. It was just it was just made a shit it was, movie. I think it, I I wanted to watch this, and yet again, I think I downloaded it from that same source that Ed uh, Ed's friend uses. Um, but um, you mean you mean <laughs> you mean uh, Pete downloaded it for you? They gave, <laughs> they, gave, they, gave, they gave it to you as a Christmas present. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, I got it on Blu-ray. Um, no, on Betamax. Um, anyway. Um, so uh, I watched it basically uh, just because I knew that it was made by those guys. I'd watched the adverts. They tried to make it look good, and I knew it wasn't going to be good ever. But I thought, ah, fuck it, it would be a bit of fun, you know. Cool. And it didn't even do that. Sweet. That's that's, so, that's why I started watching it. Ed, do you want to take us through the plot of your film as we dismiss Mike's irreverence <laughs> of? I just watched it because <laughs> it was there. <laughs> All right. Okay, so as I've already mentioned, um, Blues Brothers is one of my all-time favourite films. I'm not a huge fan of musicals at all, but um, Blues Brothers it was just it's just hilarious. It's, it's a John John Hughes classic. Um, then, so when Blues Brothers 2000 came along, um, I I watched Blues Brothers after Blues Brothers 2000 came out, so I wasn't in a rush to go to the cinema or anything. Um, but I remember. Um, my, my my girlfriend at the time, she bought me the Blues Brothers, Blues Brothers 2000 box set. And I thought, oh, great. Yeah, no, I'll watch that. Then I'll watch that one. It can't be as bad as what everyone said. Uh, it was shit. So, um, yeah, it starts off with um, very similar to before when uh, the first Blues Brothers, when Jake uh, is released from prison. But this time it's Elwood's released from prison. And it, rather than having the brother pick him up, the brother doesn't pick him up. But his old drummer picks him up, and then he goes away. He finds out that his brother died, so they go. He goes back to the orphanage, the same orphanage they tried to save in the original one. They, they got all the money to save. Then you find out in this one, actually, they didn't save it. It's been shut down. Great, um, but he basically gives. <laughs> he wait, did, wait, wait! Let's not just skim past that. Hmm. The whole point of the original film, mm-hmm. great as it is. Mm-hmm. In the second one, in the first ten minutes, they've gone. No, nah, fuck that. They didn't work. That, that was the, the, the that orphanage was closed down. So yeah. Okay. So one one of the orphans there, who I think it was like, it, it, I think he was into blues as well because Cab Calloway's character from the first one, who kind of mentored them, uh, I think he influenced him as well. So he thought he thought that Elwood should be a mentor for him as well, which is the little blues brother. Um, mm-hmm. He goes along. He finds out that apparently the the, the Blues Brothers had uh, an illegitimate brother as well through their dad, which uh, he then goes to try and find. That uh, he's um, apparently he's a police officer. He doesn't then he doesn't like his his you know his his criminal record, all his criminal record. So he boots him out. So he doesn't want to have anything to do with him. But then he's got it gets a bit of vendetta and wants to chase him down. 
then he ends up trying to recruit the band back together. Guess what the cause was this time? To be in Battle of the Bands. Um, what? I'm sure it was just because they wanted to start touring again. There was no cause this time round. It was just because he wanted to, you know, wanted to do it. So this time round, all his friends, you know, his old friends and band members, he rips them away from their family and their jobs this time just because he wants to be in a band again. It wasn't because he's trying to do something like rescue, rescue a church orphanage. No, it's just because he wanted to be in a band. I am fairly sure of that. Um, Did they walk around saying, we're putting the band back together? Yeah, probably all that shit, yeah. So um, what happens here, John Goodman's character, I can't even remember, I think he's a relative, I can't remember. He's either a long-lost relative or he's just a bloke in a bar that, that sang. He thought, yeah, you can, you're can. you big, you can be another blues brother. Um, so then they, they do a couple of gigs as they go along. And then the next minute, there's it's like a, a, a voodoo queen or something like that. They, they, they've got, they're playing in battles of the bands for this weird voodoo queen. And it just all gets really fucking weird. It's like they're on the set of the monsters. It's just bollocks. Um, I think they win. I can't remember because I was too busy puking in a bucket. Thanks Mike for the bucket. And, um, <laughs> then, then afterwards they, you know, the, 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 the illegitimate brother I told you about at the beginning, uh, he's been mm-hmm. chasing them down for a while and he's decided to, to chase them out the city. And another police car chase happens, pretty similar to the, the first one. Now, I don't know if you know about the first film, but I think it had a record for the most amount of cars in a pileup. So they yeah. thought, you know what, let's beat that record. So they got even more car, police cars and stuff just to cause a, a, a bigger wreckage. Just destroy more cars to try and, you know, say, you know, we're going to one up the first film because that's the only way they can one up it. So I guess that's the way I'm saying the only one way they've managed to one up the first film is by crashing more cars. And it's still shit. Normally that would be a good thing. It sounds like what you're telling me is they literally took the first script and went, hey, instead of a church, we're going to have a voodoo lady. Instead of the band getting back together, we're going to have... Uh, well, instead of the band getting together for a good reason, we're just going to have them because he's nostalgic. And uh, we're going to have the same car chases, the same scenes, uh, the same sort of ending, because I'm assuming they play a hit song as as the end. I, I See, this is the thing. I can't remember. I mean, everyone remembers Everybody Needs Somebody to Love from the first one. I can't remember what this one mm. is. I think Aretha Franklin, I think she did R-E-S-P-E-C-T in this one because she did Think in the first one. I, I, yeah, and but there's so many memorable bits. I mean, but in this one, I, the only bits I can remember is because I'm thinking, what the fuck is it? And it's just the the, the battle of the band scene. I just can't get my head around what's going on. But what, what was the point? To, of the uh, what I will say, I know that we we all know that Dan Aykroyd, he's got sometimes he's got a lot of superstitiousness about him. Hmm. Very superstitious. Beautiful. Nice one, Michael. Hence Ghostbusters. Um, Sorry, I've been quiet for a while. In the original Blues Brothers, uh, there's there's a scene. It was it was I think it was taken out, but it's in the director's cut, which I think is on most DVDs these days. The director's cut is hmm. when he, he gets back to his apartment. He parks the car around the back, which looks like in a little generator room. And they can only just about get out of the car. And they like, have to climb up onto the roof and get back out of it. And mm-hmm. it was deleted from the original film because they didn't understand why it was in there. And apparently Dan Aykroyd wanted it in there because he wanted to explain it was the electrical power 
from the, the the generators that gave the car its special powers to be able to like jump and do all these landings in the end car chase. It just wasn't needed. Not just because it's a wacky film. It, no, it, no, it's not just because it was a wacky film. Apparently, that's what it was all about, and they said, you know what, we don't need to know that. So it's yeah. it's stuff he's always Good tried. One but this is, there, there was, there was probably a... John Hughes. It was John Hughes putting his foot down. John Hughes had the proper image yeah. for it. Um, cool. Yeah. So unfortunately, Dan Aykroyd had probably far too much control over this and just didn't know where the fuck he was going. I know lots do of people. Do you remember if there was? Go on. Do you remember if there was any significance to having the kid at the end? Was, did it pay off? Did he get, you know, a happy ending or something like that? Was the? I can't remember. I don't mean that, Mike. <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, okay, so, so one of its main main points of it being bad is that you can't remember a lot of it. Yeah, and this is a sequel. Yeah. I am I am a sucker for sequels to films I like. I mean, on my hate list, I do have Terminator 3, but there are bits of Terminator 3 where I'll go, you know what, actually, that's not too bad. This film is godshit awful. I, cool. Let's let's take that then. Take the gotcha awfulness and see, Mike. What can you do with the plot of your film? Do you oh, describe hi- that to us? Hi there. I'm Sorry. here to describe the plot for Sausage Party, sponsored by Yorkshire Spring Water, Morrison's <laughs> Shop for Less. Now then, um, <laughs> today I'm going to tell you. I'm not doing it again. Uh, the uh, the plot for uh, Sausage Pie is, you think Toy Story, right? Everything in the shop comes alive when no one's looking. Um, cool. The main protagonist is a hot dog, and he, apparently hot dogs are sexually attracted to buns, and it's like that you would put inside them, right? It's a joke. Hey, um, so hot dogs are penises. Yeah, they have. They then they've all got friends and stuff, and it's all great. And it's it, it, for a moment you think it's going to be all right because you, I quite like Toy Story. I like the idea of things coming to life that shouldn't, but um, it, it takes a weird turn when um, they get bought from the shop go home and they think as far as i remember when they get bought i think they think that they're going to heaven or the food variant of that when they go through the doors at the, of the supermarket but actually they get taken home to like a stoner's house and he's just like a slob and it's like a messy place blah 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 and he's obviously eating them and they then become horrified and it becomes then a story about survival trying to escape from this guy um and they do, as far as I remember correctly, and they do fall in love, and that's it. The bun and the sausage fall in love, and that is yeah. the end of the story. Okay. They make a hot dog. <laughs> they make hot dog babies, do they? Mm, hot, hot doggy <laughs> style, they is do. That, it, wait, is that where little little tiny hot dogs come from? <laughs> <laughs> that's where chipolatas. Um, little party sausages. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's that really. I'm not gonna lie. There are like a couple of okay bits. Uh, as I said, I like things when they come to life. There's like a um, there's a scene where they have to speak to like this really uh, like a, a guru or like you know the oracle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if I I can't remember 100. percent I think he's like a bottle of tequila or something, and he's just fucking wasted. Um, but yeah, it's just. It's yeah, that's it. That's what I'm looking for. I said earlier that I like toilet humor. I like satiric humor. Blah blah blah. This is like trashy humor, like it's fucking trailer trash humor. 
Like, and you could tell if you were like a massive stoner and you were just like all the time, <laughs> you'd, you'd probably fucking like it, right? Seth Rogen, was that you? Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I guess you you look at the cast like James Franco and such like, I think Seth Rogen had somewhere in this as well, didn't he? Yeah. yeah he's, he's the fucking main guy. Yeah. Uh, Michael Sarah, Jonah Hill, like yeah, they they definitely all smoke weed together, like hundred percent. They are the new brat pack. <laughs> there's there's a group of films that they've all made, which is the new brat pack, basically. The stone oh, right. brat pack. Okay. Um so yeah, there you go. That's that. Done. Cool. Very short, very descriptive. Can, um, was Mike, the... Michael, um can you go into complete detailed description of that amazing end scene? For sausage party. Oh yeah, that's point. How does the film end? Because you just said they fall, fall in love. He can't. It. He can't even remember it, and it's the one bit I can remember. I remember and I was it. going, "What the fuck?" It was supposed to be. Is funny. it a sex scene? Yeah, it was. No. It wasn't a sex scene. It was an orgy. It was a massive fucking oh. orgy uh, of oh, all, right. all, all, that all even different the end? food types just at it, like sauce. You know, the, the bottles of sauce squirting everywhere, sausages sliding all over the right. place. It was just. I, I'm sure that comes after what would be seen as the end of the film. Do you know? Do you know the there. first? Do you know the first time I saw that scene? You fapped my ten year old son's birthday party. <laughs> I when you were watching this. City. No, apparently, um, a couple of the kids decided to go in the front room. We were all like in the back garden and in the, in the, in the kitchen. And a couple of kids went in the front room. I left Plex open, and I uh, I <laughs> I already ripped my copy of Sausage Party, which I had purchased, onto my Plex media server. <laughs> and um, they, they thought, oh look, it's a cartoon. Let's watch it. They've gone on quite a while <laughs> by the looks of things, and the, the, the pa- I asked the, the parents, and the parents gone oh, yeah, they went there to watch a film, and I walked in there, and I just saw like sausages flying all over the place, and like having sex with with finger buns, uh, <laughs> mustard squirting everywhere. Yeah, it was it was an interesting. I do, I, now that you mention it, I, I do vaguely remember it uh, that scene. Sorry, um, and I think I remember thinking of the team america sex scene the team where... america sex scene is absolutely fantastic though it's genius that's exactly what i mean like you can still have inanimate objects like fucking and make it comical yeah. without and this is just as i said like trashy it's over the top is but in a negative way yeah yeah i think the difference there is team well, shouldn't shouldn't wane too much but it's it's like team um, america's sex scene it's like is parodying if you say that scenes. if you compare them to sex scene it's it's yeah. like um uh an american pie directed dvd sequel <laughs> to, mm. to you know to the team yeah. america sex scene yeah yeah this yeah. is just a bit too adult swim i think I think someone just went, hurt food porn is a word. Yeah. <laughs> Do that. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, right. So, going back to Ed. Yes. And I dread to think, what is your best slash worst scene from uh, Blues Brothers? Let's, uh, let's hear some evidence of how terrible something can be. I'm trying to remember uh, what it is. I think this voodoo queen, whatever she was, she she casts a spell on them or something. I think they end up having to compete against her. I, I really can't remember, but something like that. And she casts a spell, you know, and it's like... She... Is that... 
I say, is that pretty much the exact thing that happens in the other one when he gets the feels the power of the church, doesn't he? Yeah, but that that, that it's 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 a case of you can either believe it or not believe it. It's still good. Hmm. With that, with this, it's a case of she, you could see the magic and everything. It's it's weird. It's I can't remember what she does. I, I, for some reason, I'm, hmm. I'm, I'm imagining heads being removed or something, but probably not. Um, uh, the yeah, that it's, it's that just it's when you know that it, it, we're talking about jumping the shark earlier. It's like a jumping the shark moment. Like where the fuck are we going with this? It's just absolutely stupid. Um, that's probably the worst bit. To be honest, I would say the best bit would be when he meets John Goodman's character and John Goodman's character's like singing in this bar on his own. It's actually not too bad. Fair play to him. It's good. He he, he can sing. Um, Isn't that crew? He probably had a bad time of it. It's never going to beat Blues Brothers 2000. It's never going to beat John Belushi. John Goodman could have had a chance. He really could have, but the film's a bag of shit. Is, would the film be as bad if it wasn't a sequel to Blues Brothers? If Blues Brothers didn't exist, and you yeah, saw it would be fucking awful. Like, oh, no, this is good. It'd be fucking awful. Okay. There's just no point cool. to it. It's just it's it's directionless piece of shit. I think what the thing is is that with um, a sequel, like you, number twos <laughs> normally are worst. Like you get normally right. Um, whereas Back to the future two. Aliens, um, Terminator, uh, Terminator Two, yeah, uh, you you do get you do get good ones. Um, this is a whole different debate. <laughs> I know, but what I mean is, you you, it's usually most the of the film. time <laughs> they're naff. Oh no, but no, you you are right. Most of the time they are naff, and which is why they should have left it well alone. Hundred um, percent, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a classic. It's an absolute classic of a film. Uh, yeah. I think, I think the point you, you'd be aiming for is when they make a sequel to a film, a billion years afterwards, mm-hmm. and you can set when, smell when, the, when was the. When was the first judgment. one? Was it nineteen seventy eight or seventy nine? I don't. Recall. I can't remember. No, Blue, with specifics. Blues Brothers two thousand. It may have been. I don't think it was in two thousand. I think it was nineteen ninety nine or ninety eight. Uh, nineteen eighty was the first one. Nineteen eighty and yeah. Yeah, um, sure, I could have just 2000. Right, but, but it was, was it 98. Actually, wait, 98, can, can we just yeah. get check one fact for, for Blues Brothers 2000? Yeah, was it released in the year 2000? No, no 1998. Oh, that's what he's looking at. Oh, mm. for fuck's sake, yeah, I, I, I knew right. it wasn't 1998. I mean, I knew it wasn't 2000, yeah. <laughs> it was before that. Oh. <laughs> so then, Mike, yes. Best and best slash worst uh, scene from a your film. Yeah, um, I honestly can't remember any specific scene or joke. I did, I did just have a quick look at that clip at the end, and it is fucking diabolical. <laughs> um, there's like a little sausage inside, yeah, finger bun, just like going, "I'm going to fucking come." Um, like whilst bleep, violently bleep, humping bleep, bleep, bleep. it, um, but the thing is, is like even just watching it, then I didn't feel I didn't think. Oh, actually, that's a bit funny. I thought it's just awkward watching it. It's just mm. I don't know why. I don't know how they managed to make it awkward with, and not with funny. Two dudes and other cameras going. Where's his hands? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so 
Yeah, that's definitely up there. I can't remember. I also remember the uh, the tweaker as well. The scene I mentioned earlier where they go inside the druggie's house. Yeah. Um, and there's like um, I think there's like um, like a leftover burger or like half a bap or some. Uh, there's some food remnants on the uh, table. There's a scene where they pan over to like uh, chicken wings that have been eaten, so they're just the bones. Um, but of course, it looks like a horrific murder scene um, for them. Uh, I I did actually I, I enjoyed that scene, um, that particular bit of that scene. But then, of course, it just shat on it by then uh, them trying to escape and the film plummeting into eternity. Isn't um, isn't, isn't hmm. the point of the stoner scene is that the stoner can see them as the humans at some point that's start. right no yeah. no you're fucking right yes yeah, yeah they're not humans but they can, can so see off his face and i think is, doesn't he help yeah. doesn't he help get them back or something yeah, yeah there's, Jesus. A, there's a whole plot you've missed about where the the um, the, the food gets revenge for being eaten but we'll you know we'll skip it <laughs> uh, well uh, yeah you you obviously have a lot better memory i can't you. You fucking don't drink remember anymore, I, do you? I, I remember you, all my you, shit you don't drink anymore ed and <laughs> i so do we are pickled right now <laughs> all right um, no, I don't remember. I, I remember that now you've mentioned it, yeah. yeah. Um, does it make the film good? No. Um, yeah, that does explain how they escape. <laughs> it, it, it does It does go back to the plot. But no, it's fine. We, we've got it. It's, it's shit, and these things are forgettable for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Not just that um, you... Unfortunately, this is, the, uh, this is the downside of us not watching our movies before we do yeah. the stream. Oh, stream? Uh, the video. The video? The podcast. Um, <laughs> podcast? The radio show? Uh, the, the, the television program? On what, Twitch uh, now. One of those, their theatre experiences. <laughs> so you want Mixer? So, um... <laughs> who the fuck uses Mixer apart from Ninja? Um... Right, Doesn't so uh, that's it. I can't remember where I was going now. <laughs> Fuck it, carry on. It was one of those. It was always like he was going back to one of those ten p machines where you're looking at it and you crank it over. That's that. Yeah, that's the yeah. new show. Pocket knockers only available on your twopenny machines. <laughs> <laughs> what about those uh, like binoculars that you wear and you change the slides? <laughs> the, the Viewmasters. Yeah, the Viewmaster. <laughs> that's it. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Ed. How you doing? <laughs> Uh, so we've heard we was going to go with highlights of the cast. Now you did mention a few were were, were blues singers and things like that. And yeah. I think Mike's already mentioned that it was the Brat Pack. Uh, so we don't really need yeah. to cover that too much. I, uh, I will say one person that you mentioned from your film, Ed, mm-hmm. is BB King. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he's super famous, of course, blues yeah. guitarist. Pretty much started it and made it massive. Mm-hmm. Nice, bloody. I actually played guitar with his rhythm guitarist. Is someone just just dashing out names there, dropping names? Are we going? All right. Well, yeah. playing Seven Degrees of BBK. I, I, also, I, I fixed Jeremy fact, Clarkson's I'm... Netflix. Netflix. So uh, yeah, whatever. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, a fact about um, uh, the Blues Brothers is, of course, you mentioned the car crashes and being. I've, I've watched the first one. I actually fucking did not like it, Ed. I'm sorry, uh, but. <gasps> um, yeah, I know. I just, I just didn't like it. Anyway, um, I, I knew it held a record of some description for the car destruction. Um, hundred and three cars uh, was how many were destroyed in that film. Um, and then to honour that, in two thousand, they destroyed one hundred and four. Mm-hmm. Just, just okay. Yeah, just to, because just they to, have just the, to the, push it. 
just that one that one yeah. bit more it's, I, 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 it's a little tidbit that i actually quite liked um there you go that's that's all i'm doing um no that is what i'm doing well, as I was saying about, because uh, we, we'll skip over the cast, because I think uh, we've pointed out the main stars in each of them. Instead, yeah. we'll go with your closing arguments on why your film is the worst of the two. That's what we're going for, the, the worst of the worst. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, yeah. Bring into the worst. Media. And in this, seg- <laughs> in this segment as well, of course, as well as our own sort of um, why is my film the worst, we'll also maybe, edit, you know, see, you know, have a jab at the other one. See if we can yeah. make the other one sound sound amazing. Ed, tell us why your film is the worst of the worst. Why my film's the worst of the worst? Um, it it shat all over a uh, a great comedy musical film. Don't forget Blues Brothers. They, they ended up touring as well. It started from an SNL sketch that they'd already become quite popular through that. Then John Hughes uh, made well increase the popularity they they used to tour afterwards uh even after um john belushi's death uh dan Aykroyd attempted to continue touring uh then come 1998 they decided to do to do another film uh and they they, they did they did honor the, the 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 late great actors and singers and musicians from the previous film but i just felt like but just by releasing the film itself, they didn't honour it. Um, from a personal perspective, um, it was around the time where uh, my mum thought I was old enough to enjoy watching films that she also used to enjoy. So occasionally a film would come, uh, come up maybe on a Friday or Saturday night and said, oh, you, know, you want to come and watch this with me? So it was it was, in, it was a, one of those very few bonding moments that I had with my mum uh, at that age because I was a complete shithead. And um, the Blues Brothers was one of them and it's always stuck there in my memory. And so when Blues, I heard of Blues Brothers 2000, I thought, yeah, this is going to be brilliant I, because I absolutely love it. It's got, I have emotional attachment to that film. Uh, and I watched it and I, I, I just, I for, just wanted to forget about it. I almost have selective memory where it's just gone out of my head, most of it, because it's shat all over. Devastated childhood. Are you, are you one of those? Yeah. killed my child um let's be honest we all know <laughs> that sausage party was going to just be one of those ridiculous stoner movies um and um blues brothers 2000 came from a heritage so uh yeah you would expect better okay mike hi there let's hear so, your, your two pants about uh why your film is the worst uh, my film is the worst because, um, much like Ed, uh, it did actually have some hope, I feel. I, I feel it did. I think that they had a really good cast. Uh, these guys, even though it isn't a direct sequel, have had a history working together and making very entertaining films. Um, Entrepose, such as? <laughs> Superbad. They're all in that. That's Superbad is a really one. good film. That, Superbad's amazing. You, you said they this had is, history. Don't, don't. One, one film. <laughs> Hurry on, come on. I want, I want to hear a couple. Oh fuck's sake! I don't watch in shit films. Uh, <laughs> good, good films. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Seth, Seth Rogen. What have you fucking ever done? Like, little prick? Um, look in a, look in a mirror Duff, and ask him, Michael. Knocked up. That's a really good one. Pineapple Express. Sure. Um, 
But, you know, look, keep, keep reading, keep reading them, and watch the slow decline in in brilliantness of the films, and it's right at the end of that shit heap. Um, they just they just got worse and worse. I mean, they, when you did lots more stuff with Judd Apatow, it, it was really good stuff. Um, Look, not all Ed, of it, but all it was right. good stuff. Ed, hmm. I let you talk, all right? I didn't... Objection! God, it's like fucking Donald Trump over here. Uh, well, you just it. shut the fuck up, man! Right, <laughs> right that's Carry it. I'm taking, you, I'm, I'm taking you to court. I'm, not, I'm just going to mute him. <laughs> God, uh... I'm just going right. to mute <laughs> Take it um, out. Yeah, so uh, uh, from what I knew, but to be honest, I haven't seen those other films, if you haven't noticed. Basically, you expected a good film because you quite liked... I very movie. much like Superbad. I would definitely put it in my top 20, maybe okay. somewhere. But um, I, I saw that they were doing this sort of Toy Story-esque thing. And to be honest, what I saw was it very well animated. Um, and it, it, it looked good and it drew me in as it did everyone else including Ed's son um, and yeah obviously well you know what uh, what the produce was um, but yeah pretty fucking negative in, with regards to I don't fucking know just yeah the whole fucking experience there's music, there's music in it as well no one mentioned that there's fucking music in it it's also shit is it a musical? Um, uh, it's not a musical. There's just okay. songs in it where they sing. Is that is that class it as a musical? I thought a musical That's had to be like specifically about music. No, I, I class some Disney films as musicals because mm-hmm. they have a song every now and again. Yeah, would you class Tarzan as a musical? If 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 they sing, it, or are you were ta- talking about background music where they just have a song playing. Yeah, not Phil Collins. We're no. talking about the actual cast of if, Tarzan. If if, <laughs> if they are if the characters sing, I class it as a musical. Okay. In that case, it's a musical. Okay. Oh, wow. We've got two musicals there. Three. Um, yeah, they did a song of, I think, was it Meatloaf? Uh, the Great Beyond song, intro song, animation song, parody, logo and intro song. Yeah, so there's actually a lot of songs. It's definitely a musical. <laughs> uh, but you forgot that. You know that what? I've, I've, seen this, yeah. I've seen this before. I've said one and a half times I've seen this before. Uh, and I... I didn't even. I can't even remember any singing. <laughs> yeah, wake me up before you go go wham. Um, so I'll do anything for love, thing. but I won't do that. Meatloaf. That's the one I was directly trying to think of. But, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't fucking know, mate. I want to move on. <laughs> I just don't want to talk about how shit my film is, even though that's the point of it all. Yeah, I, it I, I, yeah. I don't. I, I haven't seen Ed's film. I don't know anything about it. It's a sequel. Sequels usually it. a naff. Yes, there are some good ones. I when I watched the first one, I didn't like it, even though I like blues and shit old movies. Um, but that being said, um, I knew that car fact, and I thought that's pretty nifty. Uh, and yeah. That's that's the only good thing you have to say for for blues. Films. I know, I know. I've already cancelled myself out because you uh, both hate this film, and I don't like the oh, first one, which I, you both I, really I'll be honest, like. I know, so. I know this. I know this isn't how we're supposed to play this whole thing, but I also fucking hate your film, Mike. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't. I, I actually don't mind who wins this one as long as you know, we we can also, con- confirm um, that. Whilst shit. we're being honest, whilst we're being honest. Um, the um when you said that uh, obviously as i said i've watched the first one the orphanage they didn't ever save that Mm. and like 
to when you first said that, I was like, and I didn't know the other guy died either. Really young, huh? Like four years. Oh yeah, or yeah, not long after. Um, so you would have thought if they were going to reboot it, they would go fucking overboard and make it awesome as a bit of a remembrance for him. Mm-hmm. But to shit on the original film. Oh yeah, and then insane. and then it was a case of oh yeah, he died. Uh, let's go yeah. find someone. Let's go and find someone else to be the. Oh, my brother That's died. I'll go find thing, someone yeah. else to be the band, and I'll just. <laughs> In all fairness, if you're going to replace replace someone with anyone, John Goodman's a good way to go. Mm. No, no, that's what I mean. Lots of people gave him a lot of slack over it, but he was not the problem in the film. He really wasn't. It sounds like the uh, episode where Grandad dies and only fools and horses was better put together. Yeah. Mm. So... Uh, we do oh, have... I remember something. I, and it's not I, got, I watched. I watched that episode just the last just last week. <laughs> it's good. It's a very good episode. Has anyone seen my hat? So we do need to go <laughs> with with which one is the worst. I think I'm fairly mutual on these ones, so I'm going to use a, a an age old method of of detective work and, and flip a coin and go heads. It's <laughs> it's sausage pie. It is head. Sausage pie yeah, is the word. No, I don't <laughs> care. I just want to move on. I just want to move on. If I'm going to reason and if I'm going to reason and for reasoning, if I'm going to explain the reasoning for sausage pie, it, uh, I would say yeah, uh, a lot of the fun there is with the cast. Even though they don't make great films, a lot of them, uh, Seth Rogen and uh, I forgot his name already. The guy James Franco. Yes, uh, they do have a kind of kin fun kinship, uh, and they do seem yeah. to like have fun usually making the films. Problem with it being an animated film is you wouldn't see that, and you are kind of missold by the quality of it. I reckon Sausage Pie mm. wouldn't get as much jip if it was like some knockoff film you saw in you know Panland Bargain Bin. <laughs> I knew you were going there. You know yeah. that's that sort of crappy third party asylum film. I know. Uh, I know. Mike said do that. Do he, I know. Mike said that he thought the animation in it was 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 good, and that's what kind of drew him towards it. But I thought it was mm. bollocks for its time. The animation <laughs> no, was pretty I, I shit. It was, it was quality enough for you to go. That's a proper company making that. I thought. Mm. I mean, it looked Just. cheap. It looked like it looked like the the. It wasn't it Pixar, like the but it was definitely DreamWorks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was definitely. Yeah. There's a level no, there. It was, it was a, is it DreamWorks? You know, one of those like mini mini films they put on Netflix. Just, just mm. to fill things out a bit. It wasn't yeah, yeah. the freaking Goldilocks and the Three Bears animated DVD thing that came out, which was yeah. absolute tosh. Mm. But yeah, uh, and then yeah, even though I think a lot of the thing, well, again, I was trying to go that way with with Blues Brothers is you have the expectation of you've seen Blues Brothers and it's such a cracking film that when you get to the, to this one, you kind of go, I know you disagree, Mike. I can see that face. <laughs> but yeah, it's well, even then, as a musical experience, you get the whole history of blues and all that sort of thing, whereas it just seemed to retread everything whilst shitting on it as well. Most of the songs that are most of the songs that are in it had already been out already. But I mean, the best thing yeah. that would probably come out of Blues Brothers 2000 is you could go and buy the CD if you really wanted to. Best thing about Blues Brothers is yeah, don't watch the film, just listen to the music. Yeah. And jump in. <laughs> Which is the staple of a good musical, right? <laughs> Maybe no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, right. so yeah. Winning there is sausage party because they suck balls. <laughs> we are moving on, and this time it's going to be 
a couple of Lucan's films. Now, remember, ladies and gentlemen, we will do it, be doing some research for five minutes, Edward and I, after we have picked our films, and we probably won't have seen these films before, but we will be pretending that we have, and we will be fighting to see which one's the best. Right. Lagging tactics. should point out that the films that I've chosen are not goods or bads, they're just films that mean something to me. Indeed, yes. And I think you did definitely go on the, okay, they probably won't know what these are sort of spectrum. I know um, some of them. I know two of them. Okay, I, I can't three, read them I because unfortunately... Three, I know three of them. Uh, I, I know four of them. I know five of them. Oh, shit. Okay. Do you actually? Um, some, I know a fair few of them, but I I can't a lot of them I haven't seen for fair. a while. Okay, well, let's spin the fucking wheel and see what I get. Spin the fucking wheel. Is this Mike or Ed's? Mine. Okay, so just just to read it, well, read it out first because we made this mistake last time. It is Rockula, the film that I have is is Rockula. Now Michael can explain why we are laughing. Uh, so, uh, as we mentioned at the beginning of this lovely podcast that you're probably not listening to, um, half listening. um, It's in the background. What? It's in the background. I'll be listening to it in the background whilst they're doing other stuff. Anything yeah. else? <laughs> so, uh, we, uh, this was Ed's last time when we did our little try, dry run, if you like, and I mm-hmm. fucked up the recording. He got this one. So, um, I'm going to be open with you. Uh, last time I got, what was it called? Cool as ice? Cold as ice? Yeah. Cool as cool ice. So, yeah. Cool as ice. So, if we get these two again, that would be great. Go on, spin it. Okay. Oh. Oh, that just spab past Gawler's ice. Oh, he's oh. yeah, just did yeah. Nice one, Bill and Ted's Ooh, excellent adventure. Bill and Ted's Ooh. excellent adventure. Okay, I have watched this. Oh, oh, sorry. Yes, I have definitely watched this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're totally <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Um, Game face. We, we will Guys, give ourselves. We are going to take f- five minutes. Oh. Five minutes, indeed. Yes. Okay. See you very shortly. Well, you, meanwhile, I'll just. They I'm won't. Just they won't know we're gone. We've already explained this. They won't know we're gone. So we'll see you in a second. You fucking love that, don't you? That's like your favourite bit yeah, of it. Oh, I love it. guys, it's like, look, it's like time it. travel <laughs> and all this shit. Yeah. Whatever. Shut up. He's shy misunderstood what do you do i'm a vampire (laughs) have you ever seen one of these before 18th century right and he hasn't scored in 400 years man that dude show got the blues he just met the perfect girl and lost her for the 14th lifetime in a row Just forget the fact that we are the oldest living virgins walking the planet. But all that is about to change. You always die on Halloween night of your 22nd year. Because if the devil sold his soul, he still couldn't rock and roll. I don't think I'm a vampire. I really am a vampire. Like Rockula. Tonight's the night to keep a date with fate. I think 
maybe you just need some therapy, Ralph. And it's their one last chance. I love you. You love me. If you don't listen to me, you're going to die. For romance. I thought it was kind of cute. I'm back! Yo, yo, check this out. Check this out. Check this out. Rockula. The love story that rocks like a bat out of hell. Rockula. Does anybody go bowling anymore? Now, a motion picture so grand, so magnificent, and so vast, it spans 7,000 years. No way! Yes way! But it starts with Bill. I'm Bill S. Preston! Who was Joan of Arc? And Ted. Noah's wife? We're in danger of flunking most heinously tomorrow. A force from the future. Can we go anywhere we want at any time? You can do anything you want. Is putting history at their fingertips. Let's reach out and touch someone. They're traveling through time. How's it going, royal ugly dudes? Put them in the iron maiden. Excellent! Execute them. Bogus. And they're making a big impression. Historical babes. Now they're home. Everybody get together, remember who your buddy is. To trash the 20th century. We got a live one here. Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, Napoleon. We're from history. Billy the Kid. Oh my god. Joan of Arc. Sigmund Freud. Tell me about your mother. You a musician? Beethoven. Genghis Khan! Abraham Lincoln. Party on, dudes! Socrates. George Carlin. We're history. If you guys are really us, what number are we thinking of? 69, dudes! <gasps> Bill and Ted's... Excellent! Excellent! Excellent adventure. Party on, dude. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We've had our five minutes of research time. I love my film so much. How do you like your film, Edward? More than you love yours. No, <laughs> my film's the best. Mine's better okay. than yours. Absolute bullshit. <laughs> like, <laughs> Tone right down. The corner of the yeah, room like, then. That's, corner that's of the room not then. True. Flora just Sorry? went. Flora, <laughs> corner of the room then. Flora just went. You two talking about your mums? <laughs> just saying. Way yeah, we're talking about our dads. Okay. But yes. We have returned. We have returned, we and we are now going into... to battle it out. Right. It's impossible for Ed to win. Lol. Let's go. Right, so so then we'll start with Mike since he's started the last two rounds. Uh, why don't you tell okay. us a bit about the the history or why you've chosen this film, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? I chose this film because I love Keanu Reeves. He is he is a fine gentleman. He is yes. Hollywood's Hollywood's most beloved. He is. Got is there anything about? Is there <laughs> yeah, anything yeah. about that film okay. other than it's you got Keanu Reeves in? You don't want me to go through the plot, no? No, not yet. Okay, just, so just, things that you uh, know just about a the few film. a few little things that you know means that why this is my favourite film of all yes. time um, is uh, well, first of all, uh, you've got like 
the whole language basically got popularized by Bill and Ted. And when I say language, I mean the accent. Yo, dude, excellent. That whole persona, for us Brits here at least, that is how it came here. That's how we knew what they were talking about. And of course, after that, you had like, dudes, dude, where's my car and shit. But that was not a patch on this. Um, so um, you got that whole sort of lifestyle board over. Um, but uh, you've also got, uh, without going too far into the plot, you've got uh, Bill and Ted going on an excellent adventure, dudes. So... They have to go through... American and... viewers have just gone, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Either that or they've gone, eh, not bad. Now, um, they haven't. Percentage. <laughs> so um, they time travel in this film, right? That's amazing. 1989, they're time traveling. I'm in, all right? That's it, GG. Um, they this time travel with the purpose of learning, so they go to specific points in time, to specific places, to meet specific people and learn, uh, such as Napoleon Dynamite, uh, Lincoln, and. Do you say Napoleon Dynamite? He said Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> just, I did! Oh, I, I can I just intersect for a second? Bonaparte. Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> Does your film feature specific people going to specific places to meet with specific people? Yeah, so they went to the future. To okay. The, they, they, like, they like his dance. Uh, no, it's Napoleon Bonaparte. Sorry, I've been bastardised. Uh, Bach is also worth mentioning. Um, so, yeah, there you go. That's what drew me in. That's what makes it different from other films. Simpletons, yeah. learning, going around. I think that's kind of what drew people in as well, right? Because, the yet again, without going too far into the plot, the idea is, is that they have to learn. And uh, adults, parents are going to love that. They're going to love that. If they, Educational. If they, exactly. If they get a whiff of this plot, that's it. You're in. Uh, there you go. There, there's my intro to Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Can I, can I ask uh, Mike a question, Lucan? If it's not plot related, yes. I'll allow it. If it's not plot related. It is related yeah. to the plot. I was going to ask a question regarding the plot that he's discussed already. He's, he's already mentioned it. What's that? Mm. No, he hasn't mentioned it. He hasn't mentioned I think it. you'll have to save it to the plot section then. Okay. No, all right. Okay, <laughs> Back in your enough. corner. Go on, then. So then, Ed, mm-hmm. let's see, hear your case of why you have chosen this particular film, Rockula, um, I... as your... I think this is another one of my favourite films. I know earlier on I said I'm not normally a fan of films containing music, uh, but I've already proven that with Blues Brothers. Uh, with this one is, is is another example of... Why are you laughing, Michael? Stop it. No, uh, no, it's just your love of musicals. I love it. Uh, it's, not, it's not a musical as such. It's just a film that contains music. It's what may call it a musical because they sing in it. Anyway, uh, if the characters break character to sing a song, that's definitely a musical. Mm, okay, fair enough. There we go. Um, this, yeah, this is this. Uh, I, I like this because it, it does have some very interesting musical numbers in it. Uh, uh, it's it's about. I don't want to go too far into the plot, as we said, but it's about the vampires lived for approximately four hundred years. Uh, there's a, a girl he meets who who always ends up dying under mysterious circumstances, and she gets reincarnated every twenty two years. Uh, after some time, he gets fed up, but then something happens, and then he decides to form this rock band, and uh, lots of musical numbers ensue, and 
Uh, yeah, it's it's just a riot. It doesn't take itself too seriously, but it's a good laugh. Sounds shit, mate. <laughs> good, nice. You're, you're, uh, back you're, in your comment. Objection. Your mates fly around in a fucking phone box. What are you talking about? <laughs> what? Your favourite franchise is Doctor Who. Fuck off. <laughs> Shut the fuck <laughs> off. Hey, police box. <laughs> police boxes aren't phone boxes. They, they might have phones in them. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, <laughs> So then, Mike. Oh, now yeah. that we've now we've heard, I've heard both the good reasoning of why you pick these films. I'm very excited to hear what the plot is for uh, uh, um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Bill and Ted have an exam coming up, and they have well, they're, they're shall we say simple people, and they are never ever going to get anywhere near uh, this exam. So, or completing it, should I say? So they, uh, well, they. They, I don't, you know what? <laughs> I love how they uh, summon George Carlin. <laughs> this comes to the this George comes to the question that I wanted to ask. So please continue. I'm loving this. Go, go on. <laughs> let, let me ask it. Go on. Ask your question, Ed. Yeah. So you're saying that they 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 travel through time to um, to to learn, but why? And yeah. Yeah. Why why do they travel through time? Who who gave them this gift to travel through time, and why? It's George Carlin. Yeah. It's actually George Carlin in the film, not, it's, not it's, Rufus. It's not. No, it's, it's Rufus, but it's George Carlin. George okay. Carlin is my favourite comedian ever. Okay. I fucking love George Carlin. Uh, that's that's legitimate, by the way. Um, but yes, moving. Uh, yeah. I, I, you, it, whew, yeah. The uh, the phone box is just something to behold. I love the phone box. Um, no social distancing going on in there. Basically. <laughs> Um, dated <laughs> <laughs> basically they end up going round to uh, well different time periods things like that going to see Napoleon Dynamite um, and uh, you know learning from them uh, and it's good to see those those two sort of worlds combined or collide should I say um, they're just running around simple guys in the middle of like the Roman Empire and like Caesars uh, they never they never actually get like on with the people that they're with they because they're so simple they just end up pissing everyone off um and it's great but uh that's not entirely true because uh, they bring them back they do become friends in the end and they bring them back sometimes in through the letterbox and the letterbox the letterbox <laughs> <laughs> the fucking phone box um, and then again, you've got not only then Bill and Ted in their worlds, but then you get those guys in our worlds. And then you get scenes like back in a music store playing like a Casio keyboard um, and uh, Napoleon Bonaparte bowling. Uh, and, you know, it, it's quite good. It's good. It's very, well, I mean, it's fucking very good. Sorry, it's amazing. My favourite film. Cool, cool. Um, I think you've missed a point uh, that I think Ed was trying to direct you to, actually help you with. So the only reason they're doing this is to pass an exam. Is that the only stakes? Oh, stop it. You've had your five minutes. Stop looking at that computer. <laughs> okay. No, we'll, we'll Close that fucking window. Shut up. No. Uh, okay. Okay. No, that, yeah, that, that is. Yeah, that's the only one. Sure. Sweet. Oh, no, no. They want to start a band. Fuck. They want no. to start a band. They want to start. They no. They just want to start back. They cool. are. A, mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. No, it's fine. We've got it. We've okay, got it. Right. That's great. Okay. Ed, can you just make a note of that? Uh, can you write down they want to start a band? It's mentally I noted. I want to discuss that. We will discuss this. Uh, Ed, mm-hmm. 
So what is uh, the the plot to Rockula then? So yeah, is it, um, is it? Go on, carry on. Is it? Is it? I was say, is it very? Is, is it as interesting as Bill and Ted's Excellent Journey? Is it as excellent as Bill and Ted's Excellent? Adventure? I think it's more excellent. I think this is what this is the kind of <laughs> film that kick-started the movies that that brought such films as Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I think Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure should bow down before Rockula. So it could almost be Rockula's most excellent, better excellent adventure. It's, it's, it's like, Bill and, Ted, it's like Bill and Ted would be, would be the kind of people who would watch Rockula because they're that awesome. And Rockula's more awesome that's, than that. That's them. time travel. So, yeah, anyway, speak, speaking of time, the plot. speaking of time, this the, the, the main character has been around for 400 years and throughout the 400 years um this uh, after a while he he met this this girl and uh, unfortunately the, this girl he, he thought he fell in love with she died under mysterious circumstances 22 years later she was reincarnated and she died again under mysterious circumstances. And this kept happening over and over again. Every 22 years, she was reincarnated. And in the end, he just thought, you know what, I've had enough. And he locks himself away, and he just doesn't want to have anything to do with it. But the, the, it now, now comes to what was the present day at the time. I'm trying to remember when this was released. I should know, because it's my favourite film. I think it was 1988. It came out the year after Bill and Ted. Um, no, Bill and Ted was, was 1990, and I believe this was released in 1988 or 89. No, Rockula came out in 1990 and Bill and Ted came out in 89. That's only because they travel back in time to to make the film. So, um... Make a note. Fucking... So, anyway... um, uh, So... (laughs) Brain brain farting. Don't fuck me, Tony. Don't ever try to fuck me. Um, so anyway, uh, he he ends up going to this really rock bar to meet his mates. Uh, uh, oh, I, I, the bit I forgot to mention as well: his 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 reflection, part of his curse that he's got, his reflection uh, is, is is a separate entity to him and constantly taunts him all the time. But uh, then he he forms this rock band in this rock club, and you've got a few interesting char- characters in there. You've got Bo Diddley, I believe, has a cameo in it as as part of his band. Uh, also, um, Thomas Dolby is in it as well. He, I think he plays, he, well, no, he plays his nemesis. And Thomas Dolby um, is, I think he's brilliant for a fantastic song called Hyperactive uh, that everyone should listen to. I'll put a little clip in here. But there's one thing I must say And uh, <laughs> I love. I... That was a brilliant song, wasn't it? They're just just those few seconds. It was really good. Um, good. I fucking hated it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, he he he, form, he forms this band, and uh, it, it just involves lots of brilliant music and you, you, an amazing standoff at the end. Uh, and one of the, one of the best bits of the end scene is with with his um, his reflection just did, like ends up. Breaking out through the glass, uh, in in a, like a, a, a glittery Elvis suit, and he does like this this brilliant musical number. Like, there's a, there's a fair few few good musical numbers, but that is one of my favourite ones, the Elvis bit. There we go. Yeah. He knows it fondly as the so, Elvis so bit. 
the eldest I'm bit. just going to ask, because it wasn't mentioned, how, uh, how, so, so now I have to just check your stories, because there's some gaps there. How, in, in Rockula, Ed, Yeah. how does he break the curse? Thank you, Lucan. <laughs> Should I not ask new questions? He... Should I, have kept no, I think that's a fucking brilliant idea. Uh, he... I thought it was your favourite film. In season uh, thing, so that's what happened. He seasons a turkey. Yes, yeah, um, and then there. Sorry, am I breaking up? It sounds like yeah. there's some backwards, <laughs> backwards voices playing. I know it doesn't even sound like good breaking yeah, just, up. <laughs> let's let's put those skills into use, Ed. Yeah, good with the gap. Let's hear how how Rockula ended. So yeah, he he um so he ends up having a, a face off with uh, with Thomas Dolby's character, uh, and then uh, something he's got this like uh, rhinestone Penis. peg leg, and uh, then uh, <laughs> he saves he saves her life. Um, because that's why she dies every 22 years because the whole point of this this character is he when she dies he's supposed to save her life and then when he saves her, her life that's that's how the curse is broken cool okay okay uh, um you you googled the last bit so i googled a bit so fuck off michael <laughs> is there actually a fucking vajazzled peg leg yeah there is <laughs> yeah. i can confirm that now but i was going to save it till the end so uh mike yeah, we did. We did ask, and I'm going to bring it back to the the. How does the film end? Do they do they pass the test? How do they pass the exam? And what are the results of it? Yeah, they pass the exam. It's great. It gives them the. Uh, how how do they pass their exam? Just by answering the questions correctly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There are so many people. And I hope that I'm saying there's so many people. Let's be honest. This is our podcast. There's probably one person screaming at this podcast whilst in a traffic jam, and that person will be me when it's released, because I can't believe your fucking answers. <laughs> what? Okay. What do you okay. mean? They answer what? the questions. Just... What happens at the uh, as the result? So they pass the exam. Yeah, they get they. Uh, Stop they, looking they, at the screen, Michael. That. Look at the camera. I'm actually Look at looking camera. at Rockula. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, they they and they get the start of the band as well. Start band, brilliant, cool, 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 cool. cool. So now mo- both of these films are very soundtrack heavy. Like one, yeah. both. I mean, Rockula is, is 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 no doubt a musical, but uh, Bill and Ted does <laughs> feature a heavy rock soundtrack. A lot of a lot of famous eyes. Do you want to uh, like go going back to Mike? Yeah. Do you want to tell us about like what's your favorite song from from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Ace of Spades. Ace of Spades. Cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. And I think what that's part my does that play song. over? Oh, what, what's happening yeah. when that comes on song? Why is that your f- favourite part of the film? Oh, Lemmy. I like Lemmy. He's good. It's just you're a fan of, fan of uh, uh, Motorhead. Yeah. Is, is that the one? Uh, yeah. uh, would you give us a... How does it go? Because <laughs> you know I'm going to push it to do that one. <laughs> I knew there was going to be a singing element to this. My go- my, just to clarify as well, my girlfriend just texted me saying, I'm going to bed now. Uh, <laughs> so you're just your sending the apology now. Sorry. <laughs> the ace of spades. The ace of spades. Okay. Okay. Brilliant. 
Brilliant, brilliant. Ed, mm. in Rockula, what's your favourite song and, 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 and why? I told I told you this last time, uh, Luke, what did. the favourite song was. So I, 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 you need to refresh I, I my memory, though. I don't don't think we have to say the name name of the song again, do we? Yeah, it uh, was. Um, I I don't know. I've no, I don't know what film this. I mean, is, he, I mean, it, Mike did. He said Ace of Spades by Motorhead. It was. Um, <laughs> you know what? I just listen to the music. It doesn't matter about the the, the titles. It's it's, it's okay. It just brings you. Titles are inconsequential to you. Sorry. It's more about a feeling for you, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's especially that yeah, Elvis bit. It's like, oh, you know, oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Stop it, Michael. No. <laughs> I'm glad you've given me a rendition because I was going to ask you to sing, but That's I think right. that, that may almost be enough for that one. Okay. Yeah. Um, Favourite scenes? Uh, I mean, weren't we? We're going to discount the the Elvis thing because you know that's your your favourite music bit. But what's your favourite scene from each one? We'll we'll go back to Mike and let you let you think about it, Rockula. Um, so Mike, uh, scene from Bill and Ted. What what do you remember the most? What's your favourite scene from it? I mentioned it earlier. You did. Yeah. Which, Almost oh, like have... I only know a few scenes from this film, isn't it? Don't, don't, um, but uh, it's just because I love back playing that Casio keyboard. Um, it's a very it's a very short scene actually in the film. It's not really, but as a musician as well, it really you know it engages with me. And um, to see Bach uh, yeah. playing those tunes, and of course he, they they he, they talk to the protagonists as well. Um, mm-hmm. And to see them to communicate with each other uh, is fantastic. I definitely prefer towards the end of the film when you've got everyone from the past. In our current, well, in 1989, yeah. the year before Rockula came out. Um, but yeah, I. Um... <laughs> you really like that scene. I've got it now, yeah, I get it. I do. Um, um, yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, just out, completely out of their comfort zone, everything like that. And also, the, all the actors played it really well as well. I don't, well, no, none of the. Um, None of the actual uh, famous historic people, should we say, uh, are really played by anyone too big. Um, and they, to even though, even that uh, given, uh, they do still put on a very good performance. It's good. Mm-hmm. Literally no downsides. Ed, same question mm. without looking at your phone. <laughs> your favourite scene in this <sighs> film you have definitely watched. Okay, this film, I've watched it hundreds of times. It's one of my favourite films. But he's my favourite film, my all-time favourite <laughs> film, the best film that came, that was produced before Bill and Ted, and then the, um, the the producers of Bill and Ted saw it, and they thought, you know what, we'll make this, we'll make our film before them, but we, we, we'll use the, <laughs> the influence of Rockula. And then it was released, and then, unfortunately, Bill and Ted hit the screens beforehand, and that's why Rockula bombed. It's the only reason why. Um, so the, the reason why... Uh, the, sorry, what was the question? Oh, yeah, favourite scene. Um, <coughs> my my favourite scene is probably uh, the, the the bit where uh, he's, he's, he's fighting uh, his, his nemesis at the end who's uh, trying to cryogenically freeze Mona, his love interest. Uh, and... Um, he it's when he he terrifies the he terrifies him by turning turning into a bat and then flying at his face 
and then the guy's like, oh, there's a bat, and like he trips backwards, and then he's in this freezing chamber, and then he gets then he gets cryogenically frozen. Uh, it's what 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 comes towards cool. the end. Yeah, thanks. Cool. Uh, so, oh, right, it sounds very convincing. Sounds like you've both definitely watched your films recently, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's stuck in your head. Watched it three times uh, last week. Ask, uh, cool, me too. Uh, we're gonna go, Mike. Yeah, if hi. You could, if you could, two words, two two sentences to kind of sell your film to me or to sell it to someone who hasn't watched it before, uh, how would you do so? Um, I think keywords would probably be the best one. You've got comedy, you've got adventure, you've got education, you've got good actors, you've got a good soundtrack. It's literally the best film ever. Cool. Eb, same thing? Can, can, can you give us a couple of sentences just to go to sell this film to someone who hasn't watched it? Yeah. Um... This is uh, this was the what summoned the nineties. Basically, it took what was good from the eighties and brought in the nineties into into film. Uh, it it has your vampires, it has your rock music and other music. It's it's got a fusion of all sorts, uh, and it's got your 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 basic love story that um, that is just the centre of hilarity. At some points, but the majority of it, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Okay, okay. Well, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's <laughs> reconvene shortly whilst I go over the evidence and announce the winner. Yeah. Sweet. So, yeah, the winner for this one is Rockula. Uh, but, yeah, so looking through it. There was so many bits that you guys didn't mention, but the, the main reason why I'd go with that one is because it was believable. Whereas missing out that the whole point of Bill and Ted is that they save the future. The whole future is based on their music. Oh. And that's why they, they save the world. It, they unite the world. The bit that annoyed that me make. was when he said they formed a band. They were already a fucking band. Yeah. At the beginning of the film. They were film. the worst they, band. They, yeah, they were, they were shit. They were wild See, this is... They I would just play. like to say, right, that I... Have a, I have seen this film, but I was fucking young. I wasn't paying attention, right? Mm. He already researched his film last time. He's already <laughs> familiar with it. And he knows my film better than I do as well. Except like, Rockula is an obscure film. Do you Bill know the moral, do you know the moral to the story, sequel. Michael? Make <laughs> the, sure you record your fucking audio story. properly next time. <laughs> no, because I won this time. I didn't win last time. Oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> Just be better. Least take it away. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, let, let's see. You, you, you thought the end of it was they answered their questions. <laughs> they put on a presentation in a hallway, bringing out all the people from history to speak for no, themselves. No, no, they didn't. They just sat their exams just quietly. Yeah, yeah. This, this went, I, I know about Napoleon. He's a good guy. Napoleon died about Yeah, ice cream. I was going to ask you why they were in the mall, but you did kind of go over it. It's, they got basically left there whilst they went looking for uh, Napoleon, I think. Uh, it was going down the water slides. Uh, but yeah, so they're all kind of going chaotically around discovering oh, right. all the new stuff. And, and uh, you know, and, I think and, Joan of Arc's doing a gym class. And yeah. Beethoven's just going, oh, music. And then yeah, there's the, 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 yeah, the, yeah. The, the brilliant scene when they're in the police station trying to get the keys. And it's that that's when it oh, goes yeah. the whole the time travel references. What if we go what if we go back, you know, later on and we put this key here yeah. and it just yeah, it's the whole the whole paradox. But we stuff. did remember the keys, so it was me that stole my dad's keys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's really good. Uh mm. well yeah, with Rockula you did you did miss off the hand bone. 
and and earlier you, you you did miss off uh, until the last thing the fact that the curse was because she said died under mysterious circumstances he's she, she's murdered every time yeah. by a pirate it's very specific a pirate <laughs> with a rhinestone peg leg who who hits her over the head with a ham bone um, he still it, said it convincingly though I thought like genuinely did, yes. every time she died she just like disappeared or fell you, off a you, cliff or something like you got points for bringing up the musicians again because we knew that like, <laughs> knew that bit and that was a stand up point, uh, moment and uh, fetching up the Elvis at the end although you didn't remember the song mostly I couldn't remember the song either I, rem- I, I remembered like it. it last I time you'd... I didn't even have to google it last time I spotted it and it was there and I can't remember what it was for the life of me I said last time it was probably called Rockula hey, what? <laughs> You didn't. Well, you didn't bring up the Rockula rap, which is a little disappointing. Oh, oh God, yeah, that's the one this. I remember now from the trailer. I should have watched the trailer. The again. Rockula rap is great. Yes. Um, but yeah, you brought up the, you brought it up in the end. You did say the peg leg, uh, the rhinestone peg leg, which is a key point to it. Um, the one thing you really didn't bring up was his mother. That part of part of the whole film is that his mother is kind of orchestrating the whole thing uh, and she's younger looking than he is and it's it's odd it's very odd oh, um, and he is a virgin as well I thought that would have been a key point to uh, is like a three thousand year old vampire who's a virgin. I've I've won this round. I've, frustrated, I've yeah. won this or round, haven't I? Years. You said you I've have. Won. Yes, right, okay. In that round. case, I ain't got a fucking clue what you're talking about. <laughs> but yeah, it's good. It's just my my real disappointment there is that you have seen Bill and Ted, and you yeah you you've missed off a, a lot of the the key points to it. Forgetting the band, the Wild Stallions, man. That dude. I'll do and you did, get, you did at least get the the language. No, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, I was literally five years old when I saw this. Really? Yeah. Oh bless! I was. Oh, you're so young. I, 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 was... I, I just don't remember. <laughs> like, I genuinely was going into this like I had no. Apart from I know the characters and I know yeah. George Carlin was in it, but apart from George that, Carlin I, I thought awesome. my memory actually. I thought George Carlin was Satan. Wait, in life or in this film? George Dead in life. Carlin was <laughs> Satan. Yeah, I thought he was playing Satan. But no, is I suppose you could see it. It's like he does turn up out of the ground in a in the booth and he's wearing like Oh a really? Maybe five year old Mike went no, there. It doesn't then. turn up out of the yeah. ground, it lands and then when they travel away it goes it goes through the ground. Oh yes. Okay, yep. maybe yep. that's it. Although I do did, See look did... now he's telling you how your film is. Uh, I do like that you did point out Napoleon Dynamite was in it. I'm I'm good yeah. with that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a, that I'm, was a I'm fun reimagining time. that film. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Quite generally frozen. You did mention that. Uh, and, but although you did say that the bat flew at the end, <laughs> it didn't. It just looked weird and ugly, and that was, that was enough to make him fall backwards into the. Freeze. I was just like, oh, it's a bat. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because he does it right in front of him, and he doesn't. It looks like a. What have you done to me, bat? It's weird. Ah, Patsy kens it. But yeah, very, very good. Very well done, both of you. Very good. I think, if anything, we need to get very good with our uh, uh, our skills at, at lying. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. And uh, thank you very much, Lucan, for uh, hosting, well, not hosting, but guesting and judging and providing 10 films um, that, you know, no one has ever seen before. <laughs> 
apart from you and Ed. Yeah, I know. And I know that Bill and Ted are like a massive franchise and I really should watch them, to be fair. Um, so I shall. Um, and that's great. For those of you watching, uh, we've got Lucan here, of course. If you need art done, please give him a shout. Um, he does all that sort of stuff and he does it live on his Twitch channel. Uh, he also plays many of the finest games as well. Uh, so that is twitch.tv forward slash zombie workshop that zombie without an e zombie workshop because i'm pretentious zombie workshop um okay ed ed's also on twitch twitch.tv forward slash ed the penguin he also plays games he's playing horrors currently and he watches old tv um which is a theme he's stolen from his now partner which is good yeah no worries (laughs) i like to plagiarize things um, speaking of plagiarising, <laughs> you can also find Michael on uh, Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash retrosesh. Um, sometimes Pete is there too. Uh, sometimes. Also on YouTube Pete. as well. And we're all on Twitter. Please <laughs> yes. give us a follow and uh, we're always more than happy to chat to you. You can find more um, information um, on any platforms that we're on at pocketknockers.co.uk. Yeah. Anyway, everyone's already clicked off this now. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> fuck all of you. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Thanks for Bye. listening. Goodbye. Next time, we'll do a different subject, maybe. We're all waving, hey. listeners. Well, yeah, li- listeners are waving. <laughs> People that have eyes, look at us wave. <laughs> I can't keep up that noise. Yeah, all right. Bye. <laughs> I caught you a delicious bass.